be here forever. So hurry, no one out pizzas the hut. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. Glad to have you with us on this Friday night. Brett Rump with Shannon Griffith. And they have just completed the ceremonial coin toss. And I'm not sure that they even gave a signal. Yeah, Dwanger deferred. Okay, Dwanger deferred. So Carroll's going to get a chance to put their offense on the field first. And that means quarterback Jimmy Sullivan. Nate Starks lines up at a running back. He's a 5'7 sophomore. The wide receivers may be the... The real cream of the crop with this Carroll team. They've got Camden Hirschberger, a 6'3", 190-pound senior. Cooper Rudolph, a 5'11", 175-pound senior. Hanson Hafner, a 6'185-pound junior. And then tight end Jaden Hill, 6'215", a senior. We also expect to see Gabe Starks, a 5'10", 165-pound senior when they go four wide. Up front for the Chargers, they'll line up with Aiden Hundley, a 6'2", 250-pound senior. Jonathan Scott is a 6'1", 225 senior. At center, Jake Wilson, 5'10", 230, a junior. Jaden Barkalo is the right guard, 6'2", 215, a senior. And Caden Abs, just a sophomore, but 6'4", 247 at right tackle. Ball is on the tee. Dwenger will go right to left. It is... Brayton Steely and I believe Nate Starks that has lined up deep to receive this kickoff. And here is the boot. It is a low bouncing kick inside the five into the end zone. It will be a touchback and the Carroll Chargers come out to the 20 to start things first and 10. Mr. Bennett went after to set a tone early. He had a nice block there on the kickoff. Yeah, it was funny. Out of that formation, he swung all the way from the middle yeah. of the field to the outside just to target the man that he wanted to line up one-on-one against. Yeah, he was uh, not very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> not a warm welcome here at Carroll Chargers Stadium. From the left hash, it'll be Sullivan with trip receivers. In fact, they'll go quads to the right, single receiver left, empty backfield, and now Nate Starks Goes back into the backfield, lines up behind Sullivan. Sullivan with the drop back, throws. Little hitch route. It's caught by Hill at the 26. He turns into the middle of the field and takes it across the 30. How close to the 34-yard line first down on a 14-yard connection from Jimmy Sullivan to Jaden Hill. Yeah, they did a great job there. Basically, they swung the tailback to the same side as Hill and picked on the linebacker. Ball in the middle of the field, first and 10. Handoff, Starks trying to find a hole up the middle. Not much there. Stood up by the front. No, he bounces out. Look out. Somehow the whistle never blew. He bounces out of a pack near sideline. He's inside the Dwinger 40, the 35, and thrown out of bounds at the 30. That is 36 yards on a play that looked like it was swallowed up right in the middle of a big pack. And somehow Starks took a step back and squirted out to the right sideline and turned it into a big game. Yeah, it was, uh, they didn't blow the Ford progress whistle, that's for sure. Quick throw. Again, the hitch route. They get it to Jaden Hill, and Hill will scamper down to about the 20-yard line. Picked up maybe nine yards 
And again, I think what Carroll is doing in going to Hill is they expect that the Bishop Dwinger linebackers are going to come up and run support, and they're just putting Hill five yards yeah. down and turning around. It puts a lot of pressure on the outside backer to make a decision there, and that's what they're making him do. Two receivers to the right, one to the left, a wing to the right side of the formation, shotgun for Jimmy Sullivan from the 19-yard line. He rolls it to the right. He's got a lead block inside the 15. Knocked down near the 14, and a flag flies in. We might have a face mask called against Bishop Dwenger. That's enough for a first down. They'll sit it right at the 15. They went with their Wildcat there. That was Steely that ran the ball on the quarterback sweep. They snuck him in there, kind of like he was already in the huddle, and then uh, they just switched spots. I think you talked about that a little bit today on the Sports (laughs) Rush. It is a personal foul face mask. They'll go half the distance from the 15-yard line. It's going to be first and goal on the first drive of the game for the Carroll Chargers. They'll put this ball down near the 7-yard line. First and goal for Carroll. Scoreless. Just a minute seven into the contest. Carroll threatening to take an early lead. And let's see who lines up at quarterback. And this time, it's not, well, it's, uh, no, it's a direct snap again to the running back. They'll hand it to Steely. Up the middle, a big gap. Steely into the end zone from seven yards. Touchdown, Carroll. They take an early lead, a minute and 11 into the game. And it's the Chargers striking first, six to nothing. Yeah, that time they put Starks at quarterback, and he just basically ran, gave it on a handoff. So a little bit of different set there for Carroll, but all the same from the Wildcat standpoint. What a well-executed drive. Couple of completed passes, couple of runs. Here's the set and the kick by Lopez is no good. Lopez hooks it wide to the left. Don't see Sebastian Lopez miss extra points very often. No, you don't. Six to nothing game, 10.49 left opening quarter. Now Dwinger will get the football when we return to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Brockman Heating and Air Conditioning Promise. On time, done right, or it's free. Brockman's your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. That's over 60 years strong since 1957 serving homeowners in the Fort Wayne area. And Brockman's has the most experienced techs to help you decide if you should repair or replace your unit. 423-4331. Call your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Brockman's Heating and Air Conditioning. On time, done right, or it's free. 423-4331. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Carroll strikes first, but they miss the extra point. It is a 6-0 Carroll lead with 10.49 to play in the opening quarter. Now Carroll left to right, north to south, will kick it off with their all-conference kicker, Sebastian Lopez, teeing it up at his 40. We'll see if he keeps this in the field of play. Teddy Steele hoping for a chance, standing on the goal line. And the kick, it is deep, and that one is not playable. It lands about six yards deep in the end zone, and out to the 20 they come. So the Bishop Dwinger Saints on offense for the first time find themselves down six to nothing. Sam Campbell at quarterback. Campbell is a 5'10", 160-pounder. They'll put Teddy Steele in the backfield. We'll also see Trent Tipman and Toby Tipman 
share responsibilities in the backfield with quarterback Sam Campbell. Stellan Rustin is an interesting receiver to keep an eye on. Rustin, 6'1", 190. Yeah. Definite deep threat. And then Preston Ross, the 6'7 kid, also a, a deep threat. Yeah, they've got some threats, with, especially with C.J. Davis as well. And C.J. Davis lines up wide to the right. And they'll go to him quick with a wide receiver screen. Try to get one block. They got it from Steele. And Davis scoots out to the 25-yard line. Quick five-yard pickup yeah. on first down on the wide receiver screen to C.J. Davis. Quarterbacks like that one. He didn't even have to throw it down the field. He threw it right at the line of scrimmage and got five yards. So one for one. Davis again lining up wide to the right. You've got a slot to the left, which is the wide side of the field, and the officials blowing a whistle. You've got, I believe, an equipment issue. And so Carroll has to send William Jeffries, sophomore linebacker, off the field. Late substitution, but now we're ready to go. Ball on the right hash, second down and five from the 25. They'll go with a quick screen to the left. Yeah. This time they go to the running back, Steele. He doesn't get the block. He gets down at about the 26 after a one-yard gain. Yeah, those are the type of plays you've got to get a hat on a hat on that. If not, you know, the defense is going to be right there to knock it down, and they only got one yard, so now they're set up for third and four here. Believe it is Trent Tipman that is in the backfield for the Bishop Dwingers Saints. Tipman is a junior, 5'9", 200 pounds. Now you've got four wide. Campbell all alone in the shotgun, five yards deep. At the 26, they need the 30 for the first down. It is third and four, and before the snap, a flag, and they'll blow it dead. And it's a false start against Bishop Twanger. That's costly. Third and four, very manageable for the Saints. You could even get a scramble from Campbell to cover four yards. But now moving it back to third down and nine makes things difficult. And, you know, here's the, the issue that you've got. On a third down and four, you can still run that screen or run a very safe throw for Campbell. Now, remember, this Dwinger defense with Steely and Valdez, I mean, they're ball hawks. Yeah, they're just waiting for you to make a mistake. And we saw this two weeks ago with the Northside offense. Stupid plays on third downs hurt them. Third down and nine back at the 21. Campbell in the gun, has it back in the backfield and trip receivers to the right. He'll roll to the right and throw deep sideline, going over the top and it's incomplete. Tried to get it deep out near midfield and overshot his intended target. Good double team on the receiver as the safety came over in pass coverage and that's going to force Bishop Twanger to punt the ball on a three and out. Decent throw there. He got it where he needed to be. It was either going to be a complete or incomplete. But now you got them in the fourth down, and they're going to have to punt. And just like we talked pregame, he made them go the long field here. Joseph Moran is the punter for the Bishop Dwanger Saints. He stands at his own seven-yard line. Good snap, and the kick is away, and it's returnable. A low-line drive, but it gets over the head of Steely. He has to go get it on one bounce back at the 30. Now the 35, working up the hash marks across the 40, and the pursuit catches up to him and puts him down with forward progress out to the 42-yard line. Got a flag back here on the 20. So after a 49-yard kick by virtue of a bounce, it ends up being a 12-yard return, but now we'll sort out what the flag is. And Doug Dynan waving that we're declining it, so it must be against the the uh, Bishop Winger Saints. 
Well, Carroll defend, defender jumped up in the air, and the personal protector who's back there with the punter made a legal block. I'm not sure what they're calling here. During the play, holding on the receiving team. That penalty is refused. First down for Glenn. Hmm. Now, it was interesting because Doug Dynan was waving that he was refusing it, but the receiving team was Carroll. Yeah. So it wouldn't be Doug Dynan's option. Yeah, I'm not. That's what I said. I'm not sure what he was calling because the only defenders back there was the well, personal protector. And uh, you can't ask the coach, <laughs> do you want me to enforce this penalty against your team or not? Because of course Carroll will decline it every time. Yeah. And now the officials are huddling to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, this this call may change. Yes. Oh. Oh, it was on Bishop Dwinger. Now, that clarifies a lot for us because Bishop Dwinger called for the hold. And, yes, Coach Doug Dynan did <laughs> refuse the penalty. So they start first and 10 at their own 42 on the right hash. Three receivers to the left, and they'll give it to Stark. She's going to bounce it out to the left, cut it up with the hash marks. He's across the 45 and pushes the pile to midfield. Eight-yard gain, Nate Starks. Starks comes into the game. 61 carries, 284 yards on the year, but he's only found the end zone once. But he is quick. I mean, he can get to the corner quick. Now from the left hash, three receivers right side, single receiver to the left. Shotgun snap for Jimmy Sullivan, the sophomore quarterback. Quick drop, throw, and a seam route. It's caught by Gabe Starks at the Dwinger 45. His forward progress to the Saints 43. So that'll be an eight-yard gain. And Carroll just very short, safe routes. They just drop between right. the linebackers and a quick throw by Sullivan on target every time. Yeah, Dwinger can't leave that third receiver uncovered, and that's what they've been doing. This time again, they go wide receiver screen, and Sullivan just bounced it out to Gabe Starks. They had it set up pretty well. They, they had did. the two blockers in front of him, but the throw didn't get to Starks on the wide side of the field, so it is second down and 10, still at the Bishop Dwinger 42-yard line. Just inside the left hash, two receivers each side, and the handoff up the middle goes to Starks, and this time he is taken down all the way to the turf, right at the line of scrimmage. In fact, they're gonna say he lost about a half a yard. Yeah, Pelkington was in on the tackle there, big play for Dwanger because they, like you said, they even losing a yard, so this is going to be third and long. Well, and this might be four down territory. If they can yeah. split the difference here and get inside the 40, they may go for it. Shotgun for Sullivan. Quick throw to the right. No, a pump fake. Oh. Now here comes pressure. Sullivan escapes it, and he's running in open real estate. 35-30, far sideline, chased out of bounds at the 28-yard line. It's a first down after a gain of 15 for Jimmy Sullivan. Yeah, they, they went to an all-out blitz and man, and in that type of scenario, the guy that's not accounted for is the quarterback, and it turned into a basic quarterback draw and a big run for Sullivan to get the first down. From the 28-yard line, Carroll already with a 6 to nothing lead. 7.26 remaining opening quarter. Ball's on the left hash, three receivers right, one to the left. Handoff goes to Starks. He wants to bounce it to the right. Here comes the corner, and good run support by the Saints corner to come up and go low and take down Starks before he could turn the edge. There's no gain on that play. It's yeah. going to be second down and 10. That was Max Carey. 
the young man that made the one-handed interception a week ago. Nice open field tackle there. Sealed the win against the Homestead Spartans last Friday night. Trips to the left, one to the right. Single back Starks and a quick drop and throw in the seam. Dwinger jumped the route and almost picked it off. Incomplete. Looking for, let's see if that is, uh, that's not Hill, I don't believe. I think it's Gabe Starks, number 11, that was in that seam. And basically it's a five-yard route and a stop. But yeah. that time, Dwenger read it and was all over it. Yeah, it's basically an all-hitch route, but there's there's an example of going to the well one too many times. Now it is third down and ten. Here comes the blitz. Here's Sullivan oh. scrambling around. He escapes the blitzer, but he can't escape the second man who cleans it up at the 34-yard line, a sack and a loss of six. And Sullivan's slow to get up. He took a pretty good pop that time. The second man in was uh, Pelkington, and he came up and took him down after he had been chased from the pocket and scrambled to his right. And so it's fourth down. It is about 16 to go, and the offense on the field. Sullivan lines up in the gun. Now, I don't know about Sullivan's kicking foot, but this is where Homestead would pooch kick it, but instead Carroll takes a timeout. Yeah, they're taking a timeout here because, like you said, it looks like Sullivan's a little bit... uh shooken up there. I'm not sure if it's a rolled an ankle or what, but uh, he took a pretty big pop. He, that blitz came up the yep. middle, and he was able to sidestep the guy that came on the blitz, but then as he rolled to the right, Pelkington just came up and met him. Yeah. And a big collision put down Sullivan for that six-yard loss, bringing up this fourth down and 16, and now the Carroll Chargers will send. Well, look at this. It's going to be a 50-yard field goal try. Wow. Sebastian Lopez. We've seen the leg on kickoffs. He's got the leg. They're going to sit the team. Now, remember, here's the thing. The yep. ball right now is at the 30. Yeah, they got it about the 33-yard line. Mm-hmm. This will go back to the 20 if he misses. Now, now they're, I'm not sure. Now they're changing. Well, they're. Uh, field goal. Now they're going punt. Punt. I think uh, Coach uh, Dinah said, who put the field goal team out yeah. there? Lopez did. <laughs> Sebastian Lopez, the, the kicker, he was the one who trotted out. He probably told his holder, let's go. If they give us a chance, we're sneaking onto the field here. We'll try a 50-yarder. Oh, they don't and, have the You know, there's something wrong because the, the referee was right in the middle of the play when they snapped it. Yeah. And uh, they'll blow this dead. Yeah, so Carroll is in punt formation at the 33-yard line. Boy, this is that in-between <laughs> distance, but the tough thing is you'd love to go for it, but you've got fourth and 16. Well, and it's not like you were getting ready to say, even if they tried the field goal there, the worst-case scenario goes to the 20. Low snap, it takes a bounce, but Lopez handles it. Now the kick, trying to get it oh, inside the five, and it takes a big bounce into the end zone. Couldn't get the soft bounce he needed at the five-yard line, and it skipped and shot right into the end zone for the touchback. Here comes the Saints offense trailing six to nothing halfway through our first quarter. I think that was Cooper Rudolph who slipped, or he would have had a a chance to down it there at the one. Well, what he did was he ran past the ball and got to the goal line, and so when it took the bounce, he thought he was there. But because he slipped, that quick hop into the end zone got past him. 
So it is first and ten for the Saints with Sam Campbell at quarterback. Empty backfield with five wide. Here goes Campbell on a run. Nothing on the left edge. Carroll all over it. And that was uh, led by Caden Swidzinski. I think Anderson was in there as well, one of the linebackers. Their front seven can really move. I mean, they 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 yeah. do, they they can run sideline to sideline, goal line to goal line. They're yeah. very very tough they, to run a ball. Against. They beat Campbell to the edge, yeah, and just gave him no choice but basically to be swallowed up because he couldn't turn the corner. It was a loss of two back to the 18 yard line. And Second down and 12. They're big. Two backs, and they'll hand to the second back. He has a lead blocker, but not much help. In fact, he goes down after gaining maybe half a yard. He's still going to be behind the original stick. They'll sit it right at the 18, so it was no game. And it's going to bring up a third down and 12, and the Saints getting very close to going consecutive three and outs offensively. Yeah, Anderson and Oduma are both are 6'3", 6'2", over 200 pounds, and they can run. So they cover a lot of ground. Three down linemen, quick drop, throw, and got it to Davis Look at the out. 35, and he breaks a tackle. Now it's a sprint, 40, 30, 20. Davis beats the last man. Davis takes it 82 yards. There's a flag at the Carroll 31-yard line, and they might be bringing this back. And again, this is a bonehead play, even if it wasn't. It push was in the back. Yeah, five yards behind the play as Davis sprinted the sideline. From five yards behind Davis, there was a push in the back. I don't think anybody was going to win the sprint to the end zone against C.J. Davis. So they're bringing it back. A block in the back called against the Bishop Glinger Saints. But the positive is the ball is still going to be at the uh, Carroll 46-yard line. Dwinger went all the way back to the original line of scrimmage. The, yeah. They march it from the flag, which was at the 30-31, march 15 yards back to the 46. I tell you, what a great throw because Campbell fit that between the safety and the corner. And there was a legal block. That was a legal block. I, I mean, that was just a bad call. I know it was behind the play five yards. but Yeah. When, but when you make a call like that, you better make sure that that's a push in the back. And that wasn't even close to being a push in the back. So the Saints do have a first down, and they get out of their own end. They're at the Carroll 46, ball on the left hash. And play action with the rollout to the left, a stop, a throw. And it's behind oh, nice catch. Rustin, the receiver, and he adjusted to the football nicely and made the catch near the <laughs> sideline. Got knocked out at the 40, gain of six. Yeah, you had talked about him earlier, you know, a big, big body kid, and he made a heck of a catch there because it was behind him. And the linebacker was like thinking he was going to take it down the sideline, and Rushton just said, Nope, I'll take it back. Well, I really like this set of Bishdwanger receivers. You've got the 6 mm-hmm. 7 Ross Davis, of course, who can fly, Carter Minix, and uh, Stellan Rustin. That's a good combination. Steel in motion. They'll give it to Steele. It's a reverse and a flea flicker. They give it back to the quarterback, Campbell. He'll throw it deep. One-on-one coverage oh. and knocked away. Flag comes in. Wow. And they're going to call Valdez for pass interference. And he is beside himself, unhappy with the call. The flag lies at the 11-yard line. 
He said he went up, played the ball, and the Carroll fans not happy about the call. Wow. Those criticals, I was on the push in the back. This one is bad if they're calling for interference. Good throw by Campbell. Yeah. It is defensive pass interference called against Jorge Valdez. And Carroll fans not at all pleased about that decision by the officials. You know, the beauty of it, it's not a spot foul. So that gives them the first down, and they've got the ball in the 31. But uh, 351 remains opening quarter. It is a 6 to nothing Carroll lead, but the offense, Ford Wenger finding some success on this drive. Yeah, they've had some, you know, the big plays that they had a week ago. You know, that's how their offense goes. And really, Carroll covered the flea flicker really oh, well. There was well. nobody open. Long count, trip receiver, short side left. It's a keeper for Campbell. He'll dance left, right, <laughs> keep working toward the sideline and finally get knocked down near the 27. As uh, Ashton Pesetsky came over to make the tackle on Campbell after Campbell picked up four yards. How can you not like Campbell? He's just a football player, man. He wants to find that seam or little hole. He's going to find it, get what he can. From the left hash, three receivers to the right, one to the left. Shotgun, it's at the 27-yard line of Carroll. Saints with the football, trailing six to nothing. Campbell, single back to his left shoulder. Long count, and there's a flag. And they're going to point to Bishop Dwenger, and they're going to march him back five yards. So after they gain four yards on that Campbell run on first down, they get five back on a procedure penalty, and they'll bring it back to the 32-yard line, where now it is second down and 11. I think they called uh, that on the center. Yeah, they pointed toward the center. And I think that long count, ball might have moved just a little bit. So again, three receivers, wide side right, single receiver, and it's the big receiver. Preston Ross lined up to the left. They'll go wide receiver screen over to the right, try to get the blocking. It's not there. A spin move inside the 30 to the 28. That's a four-yard gain, but it's still going to bring up a long third down situation. Third down, we'll call it eight to go with the ball sitting right at the 29-yard line. Yeah, C.J. Davis actually missed that block there. Had he got it, there was a big, big run potential there. Clock running with two and a half minutes to play in our opening quarter. Carroll six, Dwinger nothing. Saints started this drive at their own 20. They've advanced it to the Carroll 29, facing third down and eight. From the right hash, movement in the backfield, oh, no wow. flag. Now they got now it. Now there's a flag oh, on the smoke. snap. Now let me ask the question on that, because it was the running back who kind of fell forward. Now, he can go in motion. Yeah. Normal. Is there a way to go out of that movement and make it legal? Well, you it may not. You try to make it look legal because if you come forward, if you go in motion, sometimes they won't call it on you. But what happened there, he fell forward, didn't move, yeah. and therefore he's making a commitment towards the line of scrimmage. So now it is third down. And 13, ball back at the 34-yard line. Drop for Campbell. He's got time in the pocket. Now he gets chased. He rolls to the right, all the way to the sideline. Throws back across his body, and he finds 
Ross over the middle of the field, 20, 15. Ross takes a tackler down to the 11 or 12 yard line. The big receiver, Preston Ross. He is 6'8", 215 pounds, and what a throw across <laughs> his body from the sideline to the middle of the field. Yeah, uh, Bennett did everything wrong there, except he made a completion. So, as a coach, you say, great job, don't ever do it again. Campbell, the quarterback. <laughs> Campbell, Sam right, Campbell. right. Yeah, that's one of those you would never teach, and it's no, no, no when he throws it, but yes, yes, yes with the result. Yeah, 6'8", And Carroll just over-pursued oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plus he's 6'8", so you can find him out there in that big land. First and 10 for Bishop Dwinger. They have made it to the 12-yard line of Carroll. And a timeout's being taken by the Saints. 136 remains opening quarter. Carroll 6, but Dwinger threatening. Still not on the scoreboard, but they're close. They're in the red zone, and we'll come back here for the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Keep your building cool in the summer, warm in the winter, and safe from whatever Mother Nature throws its way with Duralast, the world's best roof. Custom fabricated to fit your roof precisely, the world's best roof is backed by the industry's best warranties. When quality and performance matter most, Duralast, the world's best roof. Contact Landmark Roofing today for your free estimate. Go online to landmarkroofingin.com or call 260-710-7006. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. We've got a 6-0 game here at Carroll. The Chargers leading it over the Bishop Dwinger Saints, but a drive that started on their own 20 has advanced all the way to the Carroll 12 as Bishop Dwinger looks to maybe tie or even take the lead. Shotgun snapper Campbell rolls to the right, looks back to the left, throws the screen. It's well covered. Dylan Bennett is all over it, and it's going to go for a loss. It got completed, but Bennett right there, and they're going to call a taunting penalty. Wow. Carroll got excited after the tackle, and they're going to call a taunting penalty against the Chargers. I think it's going on a Duma maybe, but... Well, I'm pretty sure that's what they're calling. They haven't signaled yet. The flag lies out at the 24-yard line. And now we get the call. No, they called it against Bishop Dwinger. Yeah, he gave him a push. That's what it was on the pile. I'm uh, their tackle. So it is a... Just a monumental mistake against yeah, Bishop Dwinger. Yeah. The six to nothing game, you're right there. Right. The chance, you have a negative play on that screen, and then you complicate it by mm-hmm. getting a penalty and coming all the way back here to the 35. And remember, they said it was after the play. Right. So the loss on first down counts. Now the ball <laughs> all the way back at the 35-yard line. Trip receivers to the right, drop back in the pocket after play action. Campbell looks, looks, rolls to the right. Now throws, man, wide open, oh. and Minix had a bounce off his shoulder pad incomplete. Oh, my. Wide open. An underneath receiver, and I'm not sure where the coverage got blown, but there was nobody anywhere in the vicinity. A linebacker should have been on him with what they were playing that time. But he would have had uh, a chance to either get a lot of that penalty yardage back. You know? Yeah, he would have gotten at least inside the 20. Right. 
Hey, early score here. About the uh, 38 seconds left in the first quarter. Snyder up 14 to seven on Homestead. Minute 13 left in the first quarter. Here, quarterback draw, oh, and nice. Campbell gets hit and taken down. Working back to the line of scrimmage, he didn't even make it. And again, great defense up front by the Carroll Chargers, and that is Solomon Aduma, the senior linebacker, 6-3-2-10. Between Aduma and Bennett, you got a pair of really solid linebackers. Aduma read that one from the start and got in the backfield and took down Campbell on the quarterback draw for a one-yard loss. It's now fourth down and about, what, 33? Yeah. 34 to go throw at the 36. Throw Anderson Ward in there, and you got a full compliment. And Campbell is going to punt it. Little pooch kick from shotgun, and he pits it all the way to the end zone, and Carroll will get the ball at the 20. And what a job by the Carroll defense to come up with a big stand. But they were aided by a Bishop Dwinger. Personal foul, unsportsmanlike, called against the Saints offense. So still a 6 to nothing game, 28.7 seconds remaining in the opening quarter, and on comes the Carroll Chargers offense led by Jimmy Sullivan. Well, they flipped the field, so that's one positive. And, but you never see a 14-play drive that ends up with no points. So that's the disappointment there. First and 10 from the 20, from the left hash. Two receivers to the right, one receiver left. Nate Starks the back of the backfield with Sullivan five yards deep. Takes the shotgun snap, hands it to Starks, bringing it wide to the right. Looks to get the edge. Finally chased out at the sideline as he gets out close to the 30-yard line, close to a first down. They'll say he was out one yard shy of the first down stick. A nine-yard pickup on the first down carry wide to the right for Nate Starks at second down and one. Yeah. Honestly, they really shouldn't get that far outside, but uh, Carroll's doing a great job up front. They're getting the edge on him. That will end our first quarter of play. It is Carroll 6, Bishop Dwinger nothing as we've played one quarter of football from the Gorsuch Athletic Complex at Carroll Chargers Stadium. We'll come back quarter number two on the other side. This is the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hey, high school sports fans. Jim Cruzy at Cruzy Automotive Service is a big sports fan just like you and supports the high school football broadcast you're listening to right now. For service and maintenance on your vehicle, any brand, any model, contact Cruzy Automotive Service on Lima Road behind the Shell Gas Station. And don't forget to ask about the 1990 oil change special. That's Cruzy K. R-U-S-E Automotive Service on Lima Road, North of Wallen, south of Till, right behind the Shell gas station. If you're looking for insurance, here's a name to know. Mark Odin. Hold on, hold on. It's pronounced Edding. But it's spelled O-E-T-T-I-N-G. Yes, and O-E-T-T-I-N-G. It's pronounced Edding. Take two. Mark Edding of Edding Insurance Agency has not only served the community as an independent insurance agent, but he's also been coaching youth sports since his playing days over 40 years ago. For auto, home, business, trust the insurance coach. Mark Odin. That's Edding. Sorry. Online at O-E-T-T-I-N-G-I-N-S dot com. Edding Insurance is a proud independent agent for the Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Carroll football from their own 29-yard line, second down and one as we start the second quarter with the Chargers leading it 6 to nothing. Sullivan, quick drop, throw. Got again a man in that gap. That is Starks who catches it at the 35. Forward progress to the 36. 
I guess the and, and uh, I guess we'll give that catch to Rudolph, who got the catch in that uh, that little gap five yards downfield. So it is first and ten for Carroll. Yeah, they're just you know giving him that throw from just inside the left hash. Two receivers to the right. One to the left, drop back, Sullivan, play action, throw over the middle. Good throw, caught by Jaden Hill at the at the Dwinger 40. And he'll take it down close to the 35-yard line of the Saints. Oh, he came up limping. Nice nice play design there, a little, little uh, bootleg action. Hill on the overdrag, nice throw and catch. And Jaden Hill's a very, very good football player for them. And he is definitely favoring one of his legs. Here's the handoff. Starks again bouncing it wide to the far right sideline. Can't quite get the edge, but does pick up four yards at the 31-yard line. He gets stood up. It'll be a second down. They'll say he gained three to the 32, so it is second down and seven. Carroll trying to work quickly. 11:21 on the clock, and it is stopped right now. Not real sure why it stopped. It didn't run on the last play either. Wow. Yeah. Shotgun for Sullivan. He will give it again to Starks. This time he looks to cut up off tackle, but nothing there. As Dwenger sealed off the edge for Starks to cut it up, and he ran right into the defender and goes down for a loss. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's what that, that's what should happen on every sweep action play is that you should have a guy in space. Now, he's going to make the play, but you got a guy there to make it that's unblocked, essentially. Well, once you force him to cut up field, yeah, there should be perhaps a linebacker or even a safety coming up. Exactly. And that time they did force him back into the hash mark and he went down no gain third down and seven ball at the 32 yard line from the left hash drop back Sullivan looks to the left side line little out route caught at the 20 Hirschberger with the catch they say forward progress to the 19 yard line but that's a 13 yard gain and a third down conversion for Carroll yeah that's too easy you got to get up on him there not allow you know not allow him have that easy of a throw because he essentially just ran a what we call a sticks hitch route. Got a wing, which is, I believe, Jaden Hill to the right side of the formation. He is back on the field. Play action, drop back, Sullivan. He escapes one, escapes two, and now he gets to the edge. 20, 15, knocked out of bounds at about the six-yard line. And somehow he just shedded a couple of oncoming rushers in the pocket and then got to the edge and there was nobody to contain him. Yeah, watch it here. We're going to get a replay, but Jaden Hill comes wide open down the middle of the of the formation, and he just can't see him. He gets behind that linebacker, oh. and then he breaks the tackle. And, hey, uh, don't think Sullivan's slow. He has got uh, pretty good speed for a young man. First and goal, Carroll with a 6 to nothing lead, looking to add to it. They fill up the backfield. They've got three running backs. They give to Steely. He follows his right tackle to about the two or the three yard line. About half the distance after the first and goal from the six, it's now second and goal from the three. Three yard pickup for Braden Steely. Normally a safety for the Chargers, 5'11", 185, but when they get in goal line situations, he comes in and then now they will bring Starks in for Steely on second and goal from the three. Yeah, Steely got, I think, 
They threw him out, told him to go out because he had some blood on him. Bennett also in the backfield. Dylan Bennett. Oh They'll my. give this time to Starks. He follows Bennett looking for the goal line. No signal, and he was short. He went down inside the one just inches from breaking the plane. Wow. Starks looking for a second touchdown of the year. Comes up inches short. It is third and goal for Carroll. Nine and a half minutes left. Second quarter. Chargers looking to add to that six to nothing advantage. Over center now. Sullivan looks like a sneak. It is a sneak. They look for the push. The backs come in behind Sullivan to try to help push the pile. Touchdown. Jimmy Sullivan on the sneak from six inches away. And the Carroll Chargers extend their lead now 12 to nothing. Yeah, the Carroll offensive line there really kind of dominated there from about the three yard and in on that last series. Did a great job. As did Dylan Bennett and the other two they brought in. Well, they went to that power formation from first and goal at the six and just yep. powered it the last six yards. It is the extra point kick up and good by Lopez. So he's now one for two on extra points in this one. It's a 13 to nothing Carroll lead with 9-11 left before halftime. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Chances are you're jamming in your car right now. And since Liberty Mutual customizes car insurance, so you only pay for what you need, Limu and I are going to show you some safe car dance moves. Hit it. Everybody, check your blind spots real quick. Now hands on the wheel. Put them ten in two and move your head like a bird do. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. It's Carroll leading it 13 to nothing over the Bishwanger Saints with 9-11 to go here in the first half as Carroll looks to remain unbeaten. The only unbeaten in the SAC through four weeks. They look to improve to 5-0, and they look to hand the Bishopdwinger Saints their second loss of the season as the field is kind of being thinned out at the top. Homestead and Snyder both with one loss, but they're playing each other. Here is the kick. Lopez drills it, and it doesn't matter the direction. It still goes into the end zone, and the Bishopdwinger Saints will come out to the 20-yard line to start this drive. Well, that last drive was 10 plays, 80 yards. So two 80-yard drives for Carroll tonight offensively for scores. They have executed almost flawlessly in their offense. Yes, they have. And you can't, you know, Bishop DeWanger in that instance, you know, they forced him to drive 80 yards. And it wasn't the big play here or there either. I mean, they had a they they had to earn third, that one big drives. third down conversion. Well, they had and Sullivan's run, but you know, for the most part, they made them play the entire eighty yards. So the Saints start on the twenty, splitting the hash marks middle of the field. Play action, drop back. Campbell throws far sideline, <laughs> and beautiful throw and catch gets it completed out to C.J. Davis at the thirty-five yard line little toe tap on that catch you know sometimes it doesn't look all that pretty but that was a very accurate football (laughs) it was a really good throw for the get kid i mean when you've got the defender on the inside you want to put that ball toward the sideline side of your receiver and davis 
did a little toe tap as he made the catch out of the 35 for a 15-yard gain. Yeah, the coaching point on that is 22 yards at the boundary, and he hit it on the nose. First and 10 for Bishop Dwinger. They're on the left hash, two receivers right, one to the left, play action again. He pump fakes. Now he's going to roll to the right. He's still looking, still looking, fires. And what a catch, man-to-man coverage out of the 46-yard line. Preston Ross went up and made the catch, and Campbell just fired it and trusted that his 6'8 receiver would go up and grab it. He did for a... 11-yard gain and another first down. Yeah, he had a little bit of heat on that ball for for the young man. And, again, another strong throw from Campbell. Saints line it up from the right hash. First and 10. They're at their own 46-yard line. Three receivers to the right side left. Two receivers to the right. Now you have a man in motion toward the backfield. Campbell off left tackle nice hole he spins across the 50 inside the 45 and look at the power as he keeps the pile moving inside the 40 they'll give him the 39 yard line even though somebody blew a whistle at about the 45 yeah (laughs) it looked like okay he got stood up right at the stick and i heard a whistle but the pile just kept rumbling inside the 40 and they'll give him the 39 yard line now the nice thing about that play was they had motion and he basically ran opposite of the motion, so a little misdirection for another first down. Again, Campbell all by himself in the backfield. They're spacing it out. They've got a wing to the right, two receivers each side, and again, a man in motion with the left slot into the backfield. Low snap. Campbell rolls to the right. Here comes pressure. He's swallowed up at the 44, a loss of five. <laughs> yeah, that misdirection that time didn't fool anybody. No, he had the Aduma and Another guy running him down. He did the right thing there. Is just get down, take take what you take what you get, and rebound and come back. And he does that pretty well for a young man, a young quarterback. This Carroll defense came in with 18 sacks yeah. in the first four games. They get after it. Yeah, they do. It is second down. And 15 to go. The ball at the Carroll 44 for the Saints who trail 13-0. Handoff to the back of the backfield. Looks for space, rolling it out to the left side, but he never found a real place to cut it upfield. Finally just gets back to the line of scrimmage. Looked like Toby Tipman with that carry. It is uh, right at the line of scrimmage. Maybe a yard gain. We'll give him the 43 where it will be third down and 14. Got Justin Anderson, kid, 6'2", 200-pound junior. He's really impressed me as a as a young football player that I think has a future because he's got things you can't coach, size and speed. Big third down, you want to get into fourth down and go territory. Drop back Campbell. Now he gets chased to the right, throws near sideline, and almost intercepted. And... Carroll is making the argument that it bounced off them and into the hands of a teammate, and they get the call. Holy cow. They slid low to try to get it, apparently got their hands under it, lifted it in the air, and Carroll picks it off. What an interception for the Chargers and the Bishop Dwinger Saints give the ball up to Carroll. The Chargers take over after the turnover oh, yeah. at the 27-yard line. Yeah, that's what exactly what happened. It it hit Anderson, 
and the deep I think it was the safety came up and he was at the right time, right spot at the right time and it went right into his down in his arm. So huge turnover. Chargers leading at 13 to nothing. Take over at the 27. Throw near sideline and Hirschberger has a space and a cushion and makes the catch out at the 38. It should be 10 yards and a first down, but got a penalty here. Yeah, we've got Doug is that Doug Dynan who went all the way out on the field? Yeah, he didn't like, I think, to something. talk to his tackle. Yeah, I don't think he liked anything. That Ashton Scary is the tackle that Coach Dynan came out and got right into the face mask to have a friendly word with Ashton Scary. Ten yard penalty. Yeah. So instead of a first down, you march it off 10 yards, and you know, Shannon, it's only a 10-yard penalty on the uh, stats, but that really is a loss of about 20, 20, 23 yards. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. You lose the benefits of the 11-yard gain, and now it is second down and 23 to go. <laughs> Shotgun, Sullivan drops from the pocket, throws deep on the sideline. Hirschberger goes up, makes the catch at the 45. Nope. They, I think they're going to call this an interception. Hirschberger had he it. He came down, rolled over. Let's see what oh, they, they, they do. I think what happened is when Hirschberger hit the ground and rolled over, the defender reached in and pulled the ball away. Right. But I think Hirschberger was down when the ball exchanged hands. Well, first watch this throw. This throw is unbelievable. Oh, laid it right over the corner. And right there is where the ball came yeah. out. When he rolled over is when the ball came out to the Dwenger safety. So a close call, but it's a completion out to <laughs> midfield right at the 50, the Chargers. That's a first and 10. Don't worry, coach. I got you. Halfway through the second quarter. Sweep oh, to nice the right. Block. Nice block and a nice turn of the corner by Starks. Down the far sideline, inside the 40, the 35, and finally dances his way out of bounds at the 33-yard line after 17 yards. And there's a flag back near the line of scrimmage. And I think the reason that edge was so wide open is somebody's getting caught holding. Yeah, I think they're going to get uh, Jaden Hill on the hold because... He really blocked the kid well. Now, the thing was, Shannon, is they had to hold the block for so long. Exactly. Because when you run that sweep to the wide side of the field, it takes a while for the running back to get there and turn the corner. And so you're trying to, to maintain that block. And the temptation, I think, is to, once you get that block set, maybe get a little grab on a jersey or something for some help, and well, that, that's well, what happened there. Us offensive guys do cheat a little while every <laughs> now and then, but we teach them to get their hands up underneath their armpits. They're, they're not supposed to get caught. That's yeah. The, yeah, and what happened there is, like you said, he had to hold it for so long, so then they got set a little bit of separation, and then that's when the official called it. So another penalty that marches Carroll back. Not efficient on this drive. Second big penalty <laughs> overcome. Yeah, it is first. It once. Yeah, it's first down and 17 to go. Back now on the Carroll side of the 50 at the Chargers 43-yard line. From the right hash, trip receivers to the left. Sullivan looks to the left. Now he'll roll, set up, throw, and behind his intended target. Tried to complete it to Gabe Starks at the 46-yard line, but threw it behind him. 
And an incomplete pass will make it second and 17. Chargers leading at 13 to nothing. We've got 5.59 on the clock was, in quarter number two. That was a good pressure by their Elijah Doug, the, the senior. Did a great job of getting off the block of the tackle and then kept uh, Sullivan from getting outside. So great job by that young man. Three receivers left, one receiver right, lone back is Starks. Here comes the blitz, and they'll throw it off to the running back, Starks, as he cuts up field at the hash marks. He is hit hard at the 43-yard line. Well, I'll tell you what, they, they ran the right play, I thought, because the blitz came from that side, Shannon, but, man, did Dwinger come up and cover up that screen and, and <laughs> C. Davis. Starks. Yeah, C.J. Davis saw it, and... He can, uh, he can close on a ball real quick and did a great job there because it, that's the guy he's responsible for on the replacement of the blitz. Third down, 17 to go from their own 43-yard line after no gain on that last play. This would be a great stop for Bishop Dwanger Play clock is down to one, and they're going to have to use a timeout. Mm. They brought uh, Steely into the backfield, and he didn't know the play. And Sullivan, I think, was trying to explain the entire play to him and just not enough time to cover uh, to cover it with Braden Steely, who came, in, came into the backfield. So a timeout on the field here at Chargers Stadium. It is 13 to nothing, about five minutes left in this ballgame in the second quarter. Carroll leads it on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. What's your favorite live event? A rockin' concert, an action-packed game, or an evening of hilarious stand-up comedy? Whatever it is, enter for a chance to win tickets in the 5-Hour Energy Live Sweepstakes. 5-Hour Energy is giving away $100 StubHub gift cards that you can use for live music, sports, or entertainment. Just buy any 5-Hour Energy product, take a picture of your receipt, and upload it to 5HELive.com. See website for official rules. No purchase necessary to enter or win. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. 5-12 remaining. Quarter number two. 13-0. The Carroll Chargers leading it over the Bishop Dwinger Saints. It is third and 17 from their own 43-yard line for Carroll. Right to left. The Chargers line up in the gun. Two receivers right. Two receivers left. Play action. And they'll come back on the screen to Steely. Near sideline. He just motors to the 50, gets hit, doesn't go down, all the way to the 47. Finally, it takes about three Saints, including C.J. Davis, to put Steely to the ground. And now it'll be an interesting decision because you just went from third and and, uh, 17. You picked up uh, 10 yards, so now you got fourth down and seven. And they're going to send out the punting unit. It's yeah. going to be a punt, and to do the punting, Don, Dominic Dempsey, yeah. a junior punter. Now, remember, earlier this year, we saw Lopez doing the punting, but he had trouble handling snaps in a couple of the games, and I don't know if that's a switch because of that. High oh. snap, Dempsey handles it and gets a kick oh, away, wow. but it is short. High kick that will bounce at the 30 and take a dwinger bounce back to the Saints' 33-yard line. So not a lot of depth there. It's going to be about a 14-yard kick. No return. So the Saints come onto the field. And, well, remember, you had the Saints defer the coin toss. So they'll get the ball first in the second half. 
This is an important drive because yep. if you can make it a one-score game and have the ball first in the second half, you've got to feel you're right back in this. Yeah, and, the, the, you know, they've, they've had their, their, their moments of moving it and getting some big plays here, so I look for C.J. Davis to maybe make one here. Ball centered with two receivers left, one to the right. They give it to Teddy Steele, who's in the backfield following the left tackle across the 35 out to the 38, maybe even got to the 39, picked up about six yards on that that blast-off tackle. Second down and four. He runs hard. You know, he was was in uh, high gear by the time he had the ball. Ball is on the left hash for the Saints. It is second down and four from their own 39-yard line. Clock is running at 345 left here in the second. Carroll shows blitz. Uh They come, but they pick it up, and there's a big hole up the middle. Big run. 50-45 inside the 40 and finally spun down near the 35-yard line. And Steele again. Checking the number. It is Teddy Steele with the big run. Well, that time Carroll came with the linebackers Shot the wrong gap, exactly, and it left a wide open middle of the field once Steele hit the hole between his left guard and left tackle. Yeah, one backer hit the wrong gap, and the other backer jumped outside of the gap. So two big MAs there led to that big run by Steele. Dwenger moving. First and 10, the ball at the 35-yard line for Bishop Dwenger. Just over three minutes left in the first half. Little uh, miscommunication. I think there was supposed to be a handoff, didn't have it, and now a scramble to the left side, and maybe three yards picked up on that busted play. Looked like uh, looked like the play was designed for a handoff that never happened, and well, now you got a player down. That's Campbell, and Campbell is down. On the far side at the 33-yard line. Yeah, Toby Tipman, I don't think they got on the same page. And then it looked like he got kind of rolled up on his ankle there. Oh, this would be a huge loss. Remember this Bishop Dwinger team at Bodie Dickerson traveled to Northside. Campbell, really their best athlete. At least at the quarterback position or the guy that could take yep. over at quarterback. Not necessarily that artistic passer, but a guy that can run the offense, make some plays for you. Competent passer. Yeah, football player. He's, yeah. You know, he's their best football player. And, and now yep. he is down being looked at by the athletic training staff. We've got 257 left here in the first half. It is a 13 to nothing Carroll lead, and Campbell's going to get up, but he's uh. not going to put any weight at all. On the right leg. Well, none. He's being assisted by two of the training staff members, and uh, he's got the knee bent, the foot off the ground, and hobbling one legged over to the Bishop Winger bench. Yeah, it didn't look very good from that standpoint. And so now you got to put in a backup with 257 left, and you're driving here. So you, you know, they, yeah. I look for him to get back in that two back set with. Uh, Tipman's and steal and try to pound it away here. You know, Shannon, I I don't know because in my day we didn't have this kind of surface, but with this 
fairly yeah. new artificial surface. He ran that to the left and then went to cut up. And it looked like his leg might have buckled a yeah. little bit. Sometimes I think you can just, your foot just sticks. Yeah. The cleat just sticks. And and that may have buckled up the leg. And let's hope Campbell will be okay. But they've got to go to a backup quarterback. And I think it's Ethan Springer who's come into the game. Nice run up the middle of the field on the play action. It goes all the way inside the 25 to the 24. And... Uh, Try to see who's in the game right now. Yeah, that now. was Steele again. They brought him back. He snuck back in there, and that's that same play they've been running with a lot of success. It's almost like a are they lead ISO. As a, as a counter, or how are they getting that kind of gap? Yeah, they're just. I think they're just running like what we call an ISO, so they're blocking man-on-man and putting a lead back on a backer. Two backs line up behind Springer, the quarterback, I formation. And they give it to the second man, and that play got busted up just about the time they handed it to Steele. He got knocked down for a loss back at the 26-yard line. That is a loss of at least two. And uh, that time, nobody put a helmet on the linebacker that time. Dylan Bennett just shot in and and took down Steele for a loss. It brings up second down, long 12. Yeah, they were trying to run their counter play, and Bennett, knew the snap count well and he shot right in the gap minute 30 clock running from the left hash two receivers right one to the left it's pitch play and a sweep to the right here comes uh, steel around the edge he gets inside the 25 and then hit and knocked out of bounds somewhere near the 23 yard line maybe the 22 it's going to bring up a third down and long We'll say a third down and nine to go with the ball at the 22-yard line. Minute eight, and the clock is running into the second quarter. 13 to nothing. Carroll leads it, but Dwenger just outside the red zone. Well, I think here you're going to want to make sure you're at least going to give yourself a chance for three because, like you said, they've got the ball coming out the second half. Here's a drop back in the pocket, looking to throw, does, and got it completed at the 12-yard line. It's a first down for the Bishop Dwinger Saints. I believe Ethan Sprunger completed that one over on that left side. It was basically get to the sticks, turn around, show your number, and now we've got a penalty. Roughing the passer called against the Carroll Chargers. Half the distance marched off against Carroll with 37.5, and it's actually Braxton Burmas, Burmas who uh, sophomore, I believe. who is the quarterback. I can't even read the, <laughs> let alone see a number. I can't read the Did I? the roster. Timeouts being called by Bishop Dwanger, so that'll help. We will, uh, <laughs> yeah, we will take a quick break. We'll come back. Got 30, uh, 37 seconds left to go here at Carroll in the first half. Dwenger trying to strike the scoreboard after trailing 13 to nothing on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Clown Parade is an anthology comedy podcast series presented by Will Ferrell, Bowen Yang, and Matt Rogers. Each month, hear a fresh comedic talent create a brand new podcast format hosted by an original character of their own creation in the spirit of the Ron Burgundy podcast. What I want you guys to produce are 
multiple podcasts. Oh. It's one podcast called Clown Parade, a anthological character piece carefully curated by Culturistas. Listen to Clown Parade wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Braxton Burmis, the quarterback, he is a sophomore, and he just made a beautiful throw, plus you had half the distance added to it after a roughing the passer. So it's first and goal for Bishop Dwenger. 37.5 seconds remaining in the first half on the left hash. Shotgun snap and play action. Pull out to the right, and a sack in the backfield. Back at the 17-yard line. Got to call a timeout. That's her last timeout. That Bennett that got back there? Yeah, you know, it happened so quick. I'm not sure, but they brought their they brought the house. And, uh, yeah, they didn't buy the fake to the running back. And then on the uh, rollout, Burmes is tackled. They mark it at the 15-and-a-half-yard line. It's going to be second down and goal. But, again, you know, we get down under 30 seconds to play here. Dwenger needs to come away with points, and they would like to make this a one-score game. They'd like to see a, find a way to get it in the end zone. Yeah. And one thing, Carroll has not given Davis many opportunities. No, they've done a good job of, you know, negating as much as they can. And that time, that was Max and Ward that made the play, the senior. Again, six, uh, I think he's about 6'3", 215. I mean, they're linebackers. I mean, those are big-time linebackers. Yeah, they've got some good wins. <laughs> In fact, this whole defense oh. just really loaded with solid players. Yeah. It's, all three levels. It's scary just looking at them. Well, they walked in the media day. I said that. I said, they look scary. Drop back Burmis looking. Ooh. He'll throw the pylon route on the far side, and it's incomplete. It sailed over everybody's head. And that time they did try to go one-on-one to Davis on kind of that deep fade to the pylon, but it was uh, out of his reach, out of play, and so it's going to bring up now third down and goal. Ward got through again, and, man, did he hit him. This is the same second trip into the red zone. First time they got into the red zone, it was a penalty that marched them back that really was the key to coming away with no points. Yes, it was. That was This time a quarterback sack. And you can't take – here's the other thing. You really can't take one here. you got no timeouts left, 23 seconds left. So 13-0 game. Dwenger at the 15-and-a-half-yard line. They run a sweep. Wide receiver rolling to the left, finds the sideline, cuts it back at the five and gets to the four-yard line. Good blocking to get that edge. And it is a fourth and goal with five seconds, four seconds. They'll line the offense up with two seconds. They get the snap away. Drop back, throw in the end zone. It's intercepted. Now look out. Here goes the return, but it's Davis behind him. And they'll chase him down and make the tackle out near the 25-yard line. But that almost looked like the play we saw Kansas City make. <laughs> yes, it the was. To throw into the end zone, you step in front of the guy, and it looks like you might have the sideline. The only difference here is you had Z.J. Davis, the intended receiver, yeah. who was able to chase him down from behind. Dickerman was the, was the corner that made that interception. And you're right, Had not C.J. Davis had not been there, that was going to go back 100 yards. 
So that will be the end of the first half, and the Dwinger or the Carroll defense comes up with another red zone stop. Tough to score on this Carroll defense. They came into tonight not only the highest scoring offense, but also the lowest scoring yeah. defense. And uh, they lead both those categories in the SAC. It is halftime here at Carroll Charger Stadium. We'll take a break. When we come back, we've got your first half scoring recap and a lot more still to come on the halftime show. It is the Hoopy Insurance Services halftime show with the score. Carroll, 13, Bishop Dwenger, nothing on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Dealing with joint pain, sprains, strains, or back pain? Make the Parkview Ortho Express Walking Clinic your first stop when you have an orthopedic or sports injury. Ortho Express gives you access to expert orthopedic physicians when you need it most. Get x-rays, treatments, and referrals to Parkview Care, all in the convenience of a walk-in clinic. You can even see ortho providers virtually through the Parkview MyChart Virtual Walk-In Clinic. Visit us at our new location in Huntington, next to the Kroger. Ortho Express is open Monday through Friday. Call 260-266-4007 for more. If you're looking for insurance, here's a name to know. Mark Oding. Hold on, hold on. It's pronounced Edding. But it's spelled O-E-T-T-I-N-G. Yes, and O-E-T-T-I-N-G. It's pronounced Edding. Take two. Mark Edding of Edding Insurance Agency has not only served the community as an independent insurance agent, but he's also been coaching youth sports since his playing days over 40 years ago. For auto, home, business, trust the insurance coach, Mark Oding. That's Edding. Sorry, online at O-E-T-T-I-N-G-I-N-S dot com. Edding Insurance is a proud independent agent for the Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. Life is short, and if we spend our time suffering with pain and it takes away our joy, that's not a very good way to live. He's right. It's hard to be happy when you're in constant pain. QC Kinetics patient Chad admits the chronic pain in his knee really robbed his quality of life. When I was going to the traditional doctor and getting the pain pills, my smile wasn't as big as it usually is. Going to my high school reunion on crutches, it was awful. But then Chad visited QC Kinetics. He experienced the real power behind natural regenerative treatments. Using healing properties from his own body, QC Kinetics was able to restore and repair damaged tissue, finally giving Chad lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. And I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. Learn how advanced regenerative medicine can help your body heal itself at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 260-333-9383. That's 260-333-9383. 260-333-9383. Summer is here. It's only June and we have record high temperatures. Ever wish your shorts or pants had air conditioning? You could cut or poke holes in your clothes, but that would take days. Lucky for you, Link Soul has you covered. Link Soul has taken its most technical fabric designed to be moisture wicking and quick drying and added precision holes cut from lasers to maximize airflow for added comfort. Get Link Soul's Boardwalker AC collection keeping you cool wherever you go at linksoul.com. This is Ryan Newman for Indiana Donor Network and Driven to Save Lives. I love my family and I appreciate every moment we spend together. We've talked about some pretty tough stuff over the years one thing they know for sure is that I've signed up to be an organ donor. So the next time you're with your family, take a moment and let them know you love them and be sure they know your decision to be an organ donor. You can learn more at DonateLifeIndiana.org. This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports. It's the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Halftime between the Carroll Chargers and the Bishop Linger Saints. You know what that means, Shannon? I'm up. No, it means <laughs> it means this is not all about you, Shannon. <laughs> this means that we have reached the halfway point of the season. Oh, because halftime yeah. is now four and a half games in. We've got a half tonight, four games left. It is officially the midway point of the 2022 regular season. First half, Carroll is leading 13 to nothing. And, you know, we knew both these teams had solid defenses, but, again, Carroll has stepped wow. up when they needed to to keep Dwanger off the board. Yeah, they're they're so impressive. They, they run well. They're coached well. You know, a couple mistakes have led to some big plays that Dwanger has gotten on them because of a linebacker missing a gap here and there. But when that happens and they let that big play, they come right back and then they make a negative play. You know, they, they make a big stop on them. So, yeah, they're really impressive uh, uh, defensively. And um, I think that's been their their biggest boost for them this year with a young quarterback like Sullivan. But, he, you know, he's playing well above a sophomore. Of course, uh this game means something around the conference because you've got Homestead and Snyder doing battle out at Spooler Stadium and coming up here on the Hoopy Insurance Services halftime show, Matt Klingenberger is going to give us halftime scores of that game and more. Somebody's going to have their second loss between those two yep. teams. You could have Carroll handing Dwenger their second loss. Northside already has two losses. Pretty soon the field gets thinned out. Yeah. And if Snyder's victorious over Homestead, and I know last report you gave me, Shannon, that Snyder was leading in that football game. If Snyder beats Homestead tonight, Snyder then the only one-loss team if Carroll holds on and wins here. But it's like a two-game lead. I mean, Carroll basically is two games in front of the pack with only four games remaining. It would be tough to catch up. It's not mathematically over, and the bell doesn't get delivered. But pretty tough to overcome with Carroll's schedule ahead of them, uh, that kind of deficit. Yeah, having a, essentially a two-game lead, like you said, if things hold true for the rest of the evening and Homestead does get their, their second loss, Carroll goes into those final four weeks with a little bit of a sigh of relief to a certain degree. And But you can't rest on your lore. you got to still play the game because, remember, sack championship, definitely important. But you want to be peaking there at the end because then you're right into the tournament and you're going to get the best out of everybody come that time. Halftime here, it is a 13 to nothing Carroll Chargers lead over the Bishop Twanger Saints to give us a rundown of how we got there here at Shannon Griffith. Well, there's only two scores in the game at 13 to nothing, but it all started in the first quarter. Took only five plays, 10-49. Steely from seven yards out on a TD run, the... Lopez extra point was no good. Carroll had a 6-0 lead. Then moving to the second quarter, Carroll again. This time they go on a 10-play, 80-yard drive. Jimmy Sullivan caps it off from one yard out on a quarterback sneak. Lopez's kick was good, and we were 13-0 Carroll here at halftime in a game that you could say... Carroll's pretty much controlled, but the Saints have had their had their moments here and there. Now, it all depends here on what Campbell's status was. It doesn't look good, and they're going to have to play a young kid here in the second half. So the Carroll the Charger pride, is that what we have entertaining us here at halftime at Carroll Chargers Stadium? 
I, all I know is they're good. They're good <laughs> and they're big. They've got, I mean, they've they've improved their numbers here at Carroll, and they've really, really done a nice job with this music program. And and uh, the band does sound terrific. It is halftime here at Carroll. 13 to nothing, our score. The Carroll Chargers leading it over the Bishop Dwanger Saints. You're listening to the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show. Still coming up, to the studio we go with Matt Klingenberger giving us area scores at the half. And then, uh, well, we're going to be back probably in about uh, 13 minutes from now. We've got second half coverage. But then after the game, be sure to join us at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut. That is where we will be with all your post-game scores, highlights, coaches' interviews, and more on the Indiana Physical Therapy post-game show live from the Pine Valley Pizza Hut tonight right after the games are over. Halftime, 13 to nothing. Carroll leading it over Dwanger. We'll come back with second half action in a few minutes. But coming up next on the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show, Matt Klingenberger and your halftime scores on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Marcus Freeman and the 2022 Notre Dame football team are locked and loaded for a season sure to have all the excitement of a shootout at high noon. To stay on top of it all, join me, Phil Houck, and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. Saturday mornings at 10 sharp for the 26th season of Fighting Irish Preview. Saturday mornings at 10, it's Fighting Irish Preview on 1380 The Fan. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how their rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. It's not just the Mets. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to, you know, the stuff we talk about here. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. That's discover.com slash redeem rewards. Discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. The Brockman Heating and Air Conditioning Promise. On time, done right, or it's free. Brockman's your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. That's over 60 years strong since 1957 serving homeowners in the Fort Wayne area. And Brockman's has the most experienced techs to help you decide if you should repair or replace your unit. 423-4331. Call your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Brockman's Heating and Air Conditioning. On time, done right, or it's free. 423-4331. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Ah, thinking about gas mileage? If your check engine light is on, it may be affecting your MPGs, but the free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help. With the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes, you'll know what's affecting your gas mileage and more, and you don't have to drive too far to find the fix. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service is available at all 6200 stores. Get in zone, AutoZone. See details at AutoZone.com. Now back to the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Report. Right now, the Carroll Charger Marching Band is on the field. They've got the Shannon Griffin seal of approval, or Shannon Griffin, excuse me, his seal of approval, and that is what really does count right there, so congratulations to them. Hopefully, they're delivering a great performance. We've got a great night of football on the docket for you, ladies and gentlemen, including our game right now, which sees... Uh, which sees Carroll up at the break over Bishop Dwenger. 
But I'll be keeping an eye on what's going on around our area for you, so let's get caught up here. Plenty of big games, including the one that we have right now, but another big game in the SAC. Out at Spooler Stadium sees the Snyder Panthers up on Homestead, 28-14. That is, again, 28-14 Snyder. Bit of a surprise right now in Northside, who beat Bishop Dwinger earlier in the year, remember? They lead Bishop Lures 21-10. Second half just underway at Zollner Stadium, and right now it is Northup up 10-0 on Concordia. Over here on the south side of Fort Wayne, they are deadlocked right now between Wayne and south side, 14 apiece there. And looking at scores from around our area, we've got a couple blowouts, I regret to say. First, Cherubusco is up 35-0 on Prairie Heights. That is uh, disappointing unless, unless you're a fan of Cherubusco in this instance, as that game looks to be headed to a running clock. Same story out in Woodland, where the W in Woodland tonight stands for win, it would appear, barring an all-out miracle as they lead Southern Wells 46 nothing. It's Leo currently up 13-7 on East Noble. Right now, a bit of a surprise in how one-sided it is. Norwell is all over New Haven, 30-7. Elsewhere, Bluffton's got a 13-7 lead. That's over Jay County. The Adams Central Jets, who may well be better than the New York Jets at this point, are flying high right now. They're up 35-7 on Casey Colkman's Heritage team. And right now, it is all east side over the Garrett Railroaders, 21 to nothing. So that's a look at the scores that we have. But if you stay tuned after the game for our post-game show, Brett and Adam Lundy will have all the score breakdowns for you, as well as give you insight about our game, which right now sees Carroll in front. The Chargers look to remain unbeaten. On the other side of this timeout, it will be Shannon and Brett. Back from the stadium, back with the second half. You're listening to the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Report on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. I'm Ryan Radke with This Week in the NCAA on Westwood One. For many, a change in the weather toward cooler fall temperatures is eagerly awaited, but so far this year's college sports scene has been red hot, both in temperatures and exciting action. That includes a bunch of upsets and close calls across all six of the sports currently underway. Last weekend's FBS schedule had so many surprises that 22 of the teams in last week's top 25 changed their ranking position this week. And if you're a fan of the Sunbelt Conference, you no doubt spent the week taking credit for the chaos. That's because conference members were responsible for three of the biggest upsets, Georgia Southern over Nebraska, Marshall over Notre Dame, and Appalachian State over Texas A&M. Coming up, upset fever hits other sports as well on This Week in the NCAA. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. I hate the struggle of tough, greasy messes on my stovetop. So I just freak, wipe, and I'm done. When I'm frustrated with stubborn bathtub soap scum, I just freak, wipe, and I'm done. Mr. Clean Clean Freak delivers an innovative cleaning experience with a powerful deep cleaning mist that starts working on contact to break down tough messes in seconds. Just freak, wipe, done. That's were not unique to football. So far this season, men's soccer has had several surprising finishes, including unranked Grand Canyon shocking the fourth-ranked UCLA Bruins. The GCU win was just their second ever against a top-10 team. And as an indication of how competitive the early season has been so far, only five of the top 25 men's Division I soccer teams entered this weekend with no losses or ties. 
In women's volleyball, the hot team this week is number nine, Stanford. They knocked off number three, Minnesota, last Saturday, three sets to one. And number two, Nebraska on Tuesday, also three sets to one. That's this week in the NCAA. I'm Ryan Radke on Westwood One. Hey, high school sports fans, Jim Cruzy at Cruzy Automotive Service is a big sports fan just like you and supports the high school football broadcast you're listening to right now. For service and maintenance on your vehicle, any brand, any model, contact Cruzy Automotive Service on Lima Road behind the Shell gas station. And don't forget to ask about the 1990 oil change special. That's Cruzy, K-R-U-S-E, Automotive Service on Lima Road, north of Wallen, south of Till, right behind the Shell gas station. Get the latest knife in from one of the country's premium knife shops, Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. There's a reason customers drive hours just to shop at Blademan's in Fort Wayne. Hi, this is Mark, the owner of Blademan's Knife Shop, and I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to see the area's best selection of quality knives. We have Benchmade, Spyderco, Microtech, Protech, Pogue, Zero Tolerance, Medford Knife and Tool, ADV Tactical, Tour Knives, and many more. We also have a great selection of custom knives. Can't get out to the store or prefer to shop online? Check out our great selection on BlademansKnifeShop.com. We pride ourselves on fast shipping because no one wants to wait weeks for their new knife we update our online inventory daily so you know you're ordering in stock product that will be shipped within one business day and shipping is always free for orders over a hundred dollars so check us out on blademansknifeshop.com or stop by the store in the shops of scout road and have a cup of coffee on me be in the know and follow blademans on facebook and instagram today 10 percent discount to police and military and now you can see the collection of shun knives the finest in kitchen color available at blademans knife shop in the shops of scott road if you're looking for insurance here's a name to know mark odin hold on Hold on, it's pronounced Edding. But it's spelled O-E-T-T-I-N-G. Yes, and O-E-T-T-I-N-G. It's pronounced Edding. Take two. Mark Edding of Edding Insurance Agency has not only served the community as an independent insurance agent, but he's also been coaching youth sports since his playing days over 40 years ago. For auto, home, business, trust the insurance coach, Mark Odin. That's Edding. Sorry, online at O-E-T-T-I-N-G-I-N-S.com. Edding Insurance is a proud independent agent for the Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in Northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians, and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 21 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Now back to the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 kind of FM. A... Welcome back to Carroll High School. It is the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show. Brett Rump with Shannon Griffith and our halftime score. The Carroll Chargers leading it over the Bishop Dwinger Saints 13 to nothing. Shannon, it's time to look back at halftime adjustments if you're the Carroll Chargers, what adjustments do you have to make? Well, honestly, now that they've got a different quarterback in the game, I don't think they've really changed anything. They're going to still bring their pressure because they've started it out at the beginning of the game and coming after Campbell and playing some man in behind it. So their game plan is running as good as they could hope for, and I don't see them changing much up 13 to nothing. For Bishop Dwanger, they've got to find a way to get it to the end zone, and they might have to do it with the backup quarterback. Yep. If you're Coach Jason Garrett, what are you uh, what are you coming up with to try to solve this Carroll defense? Well, just understand this young man, a quarterback, probably has not had many reps 
with the varsity team now. He's probably got some sophomore, you know, JV games and stuff. So he's really asking him, what do you feel comfortable with? You know, because he wants him to be comfortable, and he's going to probably really narrow down the playbook. And I see them being in a lot of two back here in the second half. Teams that are on the field as Carroll has re-entered from their locker room just to the south end of this stadium. Beautiful complex. If you haven't made it out here to the Gorsuch Athletic Complex at Carroll High School and yeah. seen some of their facilities, I mean, <laughs> this is kind of the standard. You've got, uh, you know, the big brick scoreboard for the baseball stadium with all the lights on tonight. You've got the soccer field, which is between the baseball stadium and our football stadium. And, of course, a parking lot where the stadium used to be, right. which uh, has added additional parking here at Carroll. Yeah, and, you, you know, not only do we have Carroll that has a phenomenal facility, you got Homestead, who's improving theirs as well. Dwanger kind of got the ball starting a few years ago. They've got a beautiful little now facility right there off of Clinton. So uh, a lot of great facilities for these young men to play in. We're going to take another time out, and when we come back, we have got a second half of football waiting for us on the other side. It is halftime at Carroll. The Chargers leading it over the Bishop Dwinger Saints 13 to nothing on our high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. Are you tolerating your current job? Looking to have your weekends back? Want flexibility in your life? My team is growing, and I'm looking for an account manager. At Federated Media, I can give you an opportunity to be happy in a career and have a work-life balance. I'm looking for someone that is motivated, a hard worker, competitive, and ready to learn what it takes to be part of an incredible team at Federated Media. We move people every day, and I would love to move you into a new career. If you love this station, you might just be a perfect fit. You can apply today by emailing me your resume at caseytaxi at federatedmedia.com. That's K-T-A-K-S-E-Y at federatedmedia.com. Or text the word WORK to 46862. That's WORK to 46862. Federated Media is an equal opportunity employer. Detroit-style pizza is finally back at Pizza Hut. If you're like me, you've been waiting 342 days for this moment. But hey, who's counting? All I know is that it's back. That crispy, cheesy crust. Those layers of toppings. All finished with the sauce on top. And best of all, you can try one of these three unique recipes like double pepperoni, meaty deluxe, or supremo. Or if you're the independent type, create your own. Pizza Hut's Detroit-style pizza is back. But it won't be here forever. So hurry. No one out pizza the hut. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how their rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. 
I mean, talk about amazing. It's not just the Mets. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to, you know, the stuff we talk about here. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. That's discover.com slash redeem rewards. Discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the second half here at Carroll. I am Brett Rump along with Shannon Griffith. Carroll leading it 13 to nothing over the Bishop Dwinger Saints. Carroll trying to remain the only perfect team in the SAC. Chargers 4-0 coming into play tonight. Three teams with 3-1 records. One of them here against Carroll in Bishop Dwinger. The other two are playing each other. And so at the end of the night, it's possible that there will be a team that's 5-0, a team that's 4-1, and and no one else better than two losses. Two of the two and two teams are playing each other with Bishop Lewers and Northside. Those type of games are always intriguing, Shannon, because yep. neither team wants to be below 500 at this point in the season. No, and, you know, at this point in the year, you're going to get everybody's best. You know, everybody's, you know, well well, uh, well tested and conditioned now, so you're going to get everyone's best. So big drive here for Bishop DeWanger to start the second half. they got to get some points. Saints did defer the opening coin toss, so they will start with the ball here in the second half. Carroll will kick it left to right. They've got it teed up at their own 40. And again, Sebastian Lopez, who generally kicks them to the end zone, is set to start our second half, and there's the kick. It is deep. It is well into the end zone, eight yards back. That's amazing when you see the Colts end up with a pro kicker that can't kick a 42-yard field goal, and you see these kids in high school that are drilling kickoffs way back in the end zone. Yeah. Well, NFL, they, they uh, you missed too many, and you're out of a job. Well, you missed. Colts, the Colts found. You missed a game winner, yeah. and you're out of a job if you're Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah. Colts will have a new kicker come Sunday against well, Jacksonville. Colts Colt should have scored more. My goodness. Yeah, it shouldn't have gone down to the kicker. <laughs> 500 some odd yards. Are you kidding me? Saints start first and 10 at their own 20 yard line. They'll set it up on the left hash, put two receivers to the wide side right, single receiver to the left, lone back in the backfield. And here's a quick throw on the wide receiver screen, and it's high, and it sails over the intended target, C.J. Davis. And that is the first throw of the second half for Braxton Burmis, who is a sophomore quarterback. He came in in relief of Sam Campbell, the senior quarterback, who went out with what just appeared to be a somewhat serious leg injury, the way he was not putting weight on it. Yeah. Don't want to speculate, but... I certainly don't expect to see him back on the field tonight, not starting the second half. So, Dwinger, second and ten, under center, Burmis. Play action, rolling to the right, to the left. He'll throw it late near oh. side, behind his man. It's tipped once, tipped twice, oh, and then it goes to a Carroll defender on the ground who makes the interception. Jorge Valdez, I believe, was the one who finally came up with it. The throw a little behind the intended target near the sideline. He reached back with his back arm, and the ball deflected, and then it just bounced around off about three chargers before yeah. finally landing, I think, in the belly of a of Valdez, who had gone to the turf. Yeah, I was rushing. It was out there, the big, the big uh, fella that, like you said, was behind the throw behind him. So a turnover puts Carroll first and 10, 
at the Bishop Dwinger 23-yard line. Shotgun snap for Jimmy Sullivan. He'll drop and throw. Near side on an out route. It is caught, but a short gain. It's only a gain of a couple of yards. Knocked out at the 21-yard line. They got it on a quick out to Jaden Hill, but uh, not much there. They'll put it at the 20, so we'll call it a three-yard pickup, second down and seven. I was kind of cons- caught off guard by Garrett's two pass plays there. Ball on the right hash with trip receivers to the left. Here comes the sweep to the left and cutting it up at the hash marks, Nate Starks. He's taken down just inside the 20. Almost no gain on that carry for Starks. And again, Dwinger's made an adjustment to get outside on that sweep play and force Starks to cut it up, and Starks is having trouble finding running room when he does that. Yeah, and Dwinger kind of runs a similar defense that even uh, Carroll runs, so they kind of know a little bit about the ins and outs of the defense. Third down, seven, and before the snap, we've got whistles. And let's see, we've got a false start against the Carroll Chargers. Yeah, going back to Dwanger's previous series there, I was, I mean, I was kind of surprised that Garrett came out throwing with the young kid, especially down in their own territory. And you know, I think they came up with about as safe a play as they could yeah, find yeah, with that wide receiver screen, just trying to give him a completion to start the half, knowing right. they might need a few. And they ran a boot the second time to hope to give him the chance to run and just didn't work out the way they expected. Well, and it was a tougher right-handed quarterback rolling to his left. Here's a drop back. Sullivan going all the way deep over the top, and it's over the head of his intended target, and he comes up a little limp. That's Gabe Starks, who at the goal line on a uh, outside post route. He's holding his quad. Yeah, had it go over his shoulder about two yards into the end zone, and yeah, he's hanging on to his leg and noticeably limping as he comes to the near sideline. So it's fourth down, and they will line up to try to tack on a field goal here, and it will be, oh, look at this, Shannon. It's a 42-yard field goal attempt. Yeah. We've seen these tries before. As Carroll tries to add to their 13-0 lead and a low-line drive, and it might have been partially blocked. I think Dwenger might have gotten a hand on that one because it never had a chance and it's going to be Dwenger taking over. And what a great way to bail out your sophomore yep. quarterback. After he makes a mistake and turns the ball over, the defense gets a huge stop. It's still a 13-0 game with 10-24 remaining in the third quarter. Yeah, and this is a rule I just don't understand why they don't change in the high school ranks. And, you know, you kick a field goal, you miss it, and the, the ball goes to the 20. So they end up getting positive yardage after a negative yeah. play. I just I don't understand why they don't change that rule. At least it doesn't have to be where he kicks it from, but it should go back to the line of scrimmage. Exactly. So it's first and 10 from the 20. Play action, and they're going to throw Burmas. He's going to go deep. It's double coverage. Mm. The receiver made a nice adjustment on the football, but it's still incomplete. Too far on the inside trying to get it to C.J. Davis, but Carroll had a double cover down that far sideline. Yeah, they're... <laughs> They're not going to let C.J. Davis down the field without uh, a couple bodies on him. Had a corner and then had Steely over the top right there, stride for stride with Davis the whole way. Second down and 10 from the 20 for the Bishop Dwinger Saints. Trailing it 13 to nothing to Carroll. Early third quarter. Shotgun snap. They'll go wide receiver screen to Davis. He's hit immediately when he makes the catch. 
right at the 20. No gain at all. See, that's a that's a dead play against that coverage because the uncovered the inside receiver is trying to block the corner. Well, he takes the linebacker right out to him. So that's a tough one to run. I agree with the play throw, you know, trying to get a simple throw. But Justin Anderson blows up a few plays. Yeah. I mean, you got to, those guys are, you know, they're not going to fall for that stuff. 9.45, clock running, big third down and 10 from their own 20 for the Bishop Dwinger Saints. Shotgun snap for the left hash, two receivers and now both sides, receivers. and now you've got motion. And it's going to march it back five more yards. This is not a situation the Bishop Dwinger wants to find themselves in with backup sophomore quarterback that's taken over after Sam Campbell was injured. And now from their deep in their own end, they face a third down, 15 to go. The ball will be just outside their own 15-yard line. Yeah, what they need to try to do here is get out, kick the ball, and try to flip the field position and then try to gain field position with their defense so they can get some space to operate Let me in. just ask, Shannon, would you consider punting it right now? Uh, yeah, I if would. You could, if your quarterback could take two steps back and get some kind of kick, there's nobody deep. Right. Here's a drop back. Vermis looking to throw, and he is. He's going to air it out far sideline, man-to-man, going up, and did the catch get made? Yes, what a catch on the far sideline against man-to-man coverage, and I think that's Minix. I think they flipped Davis and Minix so that they could get man-to-man on that open side of the field, and Minix a huge catch at the Carroll 43-yard line. That'll give the sophomore some confidence. No question. This is a good throw, and he's got a, you know, he's got a pretty good arm, as evident there, and this is just a great one-on-one play on a 50-50 ball. A 42-yard gain on the deep fly route down the sideline. Handoff up the middle. Nice hole for Steele. He's inside the 35 and then being taken down after a 10-yard pickup at the 33. That's that same play that they've had great success with that lead back and then Steele just coming up behind. They've, they're getting positive yardage there, so they got something there going for them. If Dwanger can get the next touchdown on the board. You got a ball game. You got a ball game. It's 13 to nothing. Carroll leading it. 8.50 and the clock ticking here in the third quarter. From the right hash, single receiver to the left. They'll hand off to the running back. Oh. Nothing there. He tried to bounce it to the outside and <laughs> Carroll just came up and smothered him. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, Mr. Anderson. He's earned the mister tonight. Yeah, it's a it's a yard loss back at the 34. That young man, I tell you, he's only junior, 6'2", 200 pounds, and he is very noticeable, can run, and boy. The thing with uh, the running game is you can't mess around much at the line of scrimmage. No. You, you have to hit the hole and get through that level of linebackers because if you bounce around at all, yep. they're going to just swallow you up with, as talented as that linebacking core is. Oh, no. Here's a fake handoff, and Burmis dropped the ball. It bounced right back up to him off the artificial surface, and then he carries to the 35. It's still a loss of about another yard, but he got something out of nothing that was there. <laughs> well, he, he went for a play fake, hit the hip of the running back, and like you said, it hit the turf and bounced back to him, and I can sense the panic in him as he picked up that ball. It was like, uh-oh. But uh, Almost had to call him for a double dribble. Yeah. Exactly. Travel, double dribble, you call it, you name it. But 
Let's see how they do this one here because they got to get themselves get a chance for the fourth down. They got to cut it in half. Davis will line up wide to the right, which is the wide side of the field, with a slot on that side, and they'll look for Davis. And they run a little bubble screen, and they blow it up again. Davis hit as he makes the catch right at the line of scrimmage, and knocked him up. Yeah, that was again that same play, and it's just not there. I mean, they're throwing it into a covered corner that's rolled up and an outside linebacker that's there and they've got you covered down and you got Justin Anderson out there just eating you alive. Knocked him back about three yards and they'll actually not give him the forward progress. I'm surprised at the spot all the way back at the 37. It's fourth down and the Saints are going to go for it. Oh, they're gonna, looks like now it looks like a pooch yeah, punt yeah. and it is a punt as the quarterback will kick it toward the far sideline out of bounds. It's going to be marked somewhere inside the 20. And let's see where they actually set this up. Well, my correction, it's at the 20. So first and 10 for the Chargers at the 20-yard line with 6.35 left to be played in quarter number three. Well, they flipped the field like we talked about there. They got the field flipped. But, I mean, this, that quick screen, I get it. They're trying to get it to C.J. Davis. It's just not there with that type of coverage, so they've got to create something different. Chargers take over. Jimmy Sullivan lined up in the gun. Nate Starks, the lone running back. Two receivers each side. Play action, and they'll throw. Little sit route out of the 28 completed across the 30. And that pass is completed. And I'm trying to see if that's Hafner that made that catch. Yeah, I thought it was. That was one of their RPOs, you know. That was a great read on it. It's a first down at the 31. They'll give him 11 on the play. And a handoff. Here comes the sweep again. He does turn the edge, but gets tripped up as he splits a couple of Saints and falls forward to the 34. A three-yard gain for Nate Starks on that sweep to the right. It's second down and seven. Yeah, they've, they've defended that play very well. They're getting their support up there, and the linebackers are doing their job. So the St. defense is really putting them to work tonight. Halfway through our third quarter, still where we were at halftime, 13-0 Carroll. Chargers, second down and seven from the 34. Drop back Sullivan. Again, the sit route, and it's completed to Jaden Hill at the 40. He's immediately wrapped up. No forward progress after the catch, so it is a gain of about six yards. It's going to bring up a third down and one from the 40 for the Chargers. You know, we haven't seen Carroll really try to hammer it up inside tonight. Now they've got their Wildcat in. It is Steely who will take the direct snap. Starks over his right shoulder, stealing on the sweep, coming to the right, gets a block, got a seam, and now he's free. 40, 35, 30, one man in chase, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Braden Steely, and a flag out at the 46-yard line. I don't and, know. And, and Carroll already arguing, but there's a flag back at the Saints 46, about 10 yards downfield from the snap. And now the officials are talking. And what's strange is everybody's lining up like they're going to go for the extra point, but there's a flag sitting out here. Touchdown's good. Personal foul face mask is ruled against Bishop Dwinger. So 60-yarder stands. That was that quarterback sweep, and I tell you, 
Steely is fast. He is so fast. He hit that hole, and it was over. Yeah, one little bump on a block to lead him through the hole that Stark set, and Steely just took off down the sideline, and nobody was catching up with Braden Steely. Extra point, kick for Lopez, is blocked. They blocked the extra point, so Carroll just one of three extra point tries tonight. Lopez missed the first wide left, made the second, and has this one blocked. Still 19 to nothing. Carroll leading it over the Bishop Dwanger Saints. 5.09 remaining in the third quarter on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. Carroll's offense with three 80-yard drives tonight, and they lead it 19 to nothing. Now, they are going to assess the personal foul face mask penalty, I believe, on the kickoff after the... uh, the penalty on that 60-yard touchdown run by Braden Steely. And so, tell you what, Roanoke better be watching <laughs> for a football to go into orbit because Lopez is going to kick this from the Saints 45. Yeah. I don't even know why you put a guy deep. Well, you, you this is where you like to see a guy like him do a big old pooch punt and see if you can tap him down there. But Yeah, that pooched uh, all the way. That was even a bad to the kick. Uh, to the running track. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there we've seen some evidence that the special teams, especially in the kicking game, uh, PATs and field goals, and then occasionally a punt here and there, has not been overly crisp. And we're this far into the season, and you really shouldn't be having some of those problems. You shouldn't be getting a PAT block for sure. Saints got to generate some offense. They've been in the red zone multiple times, but have not been able to find the scoreboard. A 19 to nothing Carroll lead as the Saints take over on their own 20. They'll go with two running backs. They'll give it to the halfback on the left side of Vermis, and no running room whatsoever that time. Hit at the line of scrimmage, no gain. Yeah, they ran it over here to the overhang linebacker and nobody there to block him and you know this is a tough position for Bishop DeWanger offensively to be in you got your backup quarterback in he's a sophomore and his first game is against the best team in the conference so this is a tall task for the young man shotgun snap now for Burmis single back in the backfield he'll drop look to throw fires over the middle and tipped and incomplete had a chance to complete that if he'd gotten little air under the football. There was room on that crossing route behind the linebackers, but the linebacker got a deep enough drop to jump up and tip the ball away. And now let's see what the flag is. I think it's a hold against Bishop Twinger. Uh, it's either a procedure or hold. Okay, procedure. It is a procedure, okay. And they declined it. So. I, what's odd is how is there a difference between a procedure that blows the play dead and a procedure yeah, that allows I, the play. Normally, you have no choice. The play is blown dead and you march off five yards. Yeah, I I, uh, I would, I had that same question myself. And to me, it's more like they had an un, uh, not enough guys on the line of scrimmage. Drop back, 
looking to throw Burmis. Here comes pressure. He scrambles to the left, throws near sideline, and he sails it over everybody incomplete. That'll bring up third down. Or correction, fourth down now. Yeah. The board a down behind. Now it says fourth down. And it's going to be fourth down and 10 from their 20-yard line. So the Saints, a three and out, they're going to have to punt it back without gaining a single yard. And this is going to give Carroll great field position. Yeah. Especially you got Steely back there as well. Steely and Hafner. Hafner, the deep man. Steely flanks off to the left. There is the snap. It's good. And the kick is away. Low line drive spiraling deep. And Hafner, a nice over-the-shoulder catch at the 38. Brings it across the 45 and chased out of bounds near the 48-yard line. It's a nice punt, but again, a low spiraling kick. And the Chargers just didn't play it deep enough. That's the second time, Shannon, where they weren't quite deep enough in their uh, punt return formation. And you had to, you had to go back and get it. And once you turn your back uh, on the line of scrimmage and go get the football, it's hard to gain that ground back. Yeah, and like you said, Carroll wasn't even a chance. It had a chance to set up their wall over here, so they got to get their guys back at least five more yards there. And Hefner made a really nice catch oh. over the shoulder. It looked like uh, you know a deep pass from Jimmy Sullivan. And speaking of Sullivan, he lines up at the gun, draws back, looks to throw, and does throw it to Hafner, who goes to one knee to catch it at the Saints' 44-yard line. That's a nine-yard, eight-yard pickup. Two yards shy of the stick, so it's going to be second down and two. Looks like we've got play stopped. Looks like uh, Teddy Steely, Steely has got a cramp. So Teddy Steele will run over to the sideline. And that will bring up second down and two for the Chargers. 3.57 to play, quarter number three. Carroll leads it 19 to nothing. Sullivan from the right hash trip receivers. Wide side left, single back. Nate Starks over the right shoulder of Sullivan. Single receiver, Hafner to the right. And Sullivan drops in the pocket, looking, looking. Got a man deep. He's going to go for him over the top to Hill. And that's going to be a flag and pass interference. They tackled Hill. Before the ball got there, as Hill got behind the safety, the throw was underthrown enough that the safety was able to recover, but he also took down Hill in the process before the ball got there. And it's going to be pass interference called against Bishop Dwenger. Yeah. And there's a hold also called against the offense, so it's offsetting penalties. <laughs> And it comes back for a repeat of second down and two back here at the 44. Yeah, that that's the first uh, pass that I've seen Sullivan throw that I could legitimately said was a bad pass. You know, he had healed again, and he's been open down that middle more than once tonight. Sullivan in the gun for the right hash. Two receivers left, two to the right, one back in the backfield. Sullivan looks over to the near side, gets a late signal from his offensive coordinator. Andy Papagiannis, and here's a drop back in the pocket, looking to throw, near side, tough catch, diving across the sideline, and it's incomplete. Now that was going to be a tight window. Tried to get it to Hafner, but, yeah, not much room there on the short side of the field on that out route, and so now it is third down and two. 
And they'll bring Steely into the backfield. Yeah. Steely is going to – who's going to get the direct snap? Is it going to be Steely? Well, this time it's going to be Starks. Looks like Starks will line up with Steely over his shoulder. There's the snap. And it's a gift. Steely following the left side of his line. He avoids one tackle at the line of scrimmage, but I don't think he made it to the first down stick. He's going to be a yard short. In fact, maybe even two yards short. See where they put this. They're going to sit this back at the 44. I thought they would give him the 43, but that's no gain. And now you've got a fourth down and two. Well, you don't see this much. An eight-yard gain on first down and then back-to-back. Steely's kind of hurt. He's kind of favoring a, I don't know if it's his shoulder or. No yardage plays back to back. So Carroll now fourth down. They line up to go for it with the full house backfield. Bring in the extra tight end and the handoff to the running back. Up the middle, Steely. Look at him avoid a tackle and then plow down to the 40-yard line for first down yardage. A fourth down conversion for the Carroll Chargers, and they keep the football at the Saints 39. That is a four-yard pickup. Make it five yards for Steely on that fourth and two play. Yeah, he got hit in the lower extremities there, but he got the first down and I think I may have him in tailback quite a bit. He is a football player. Shotgun snap. Sullivan drops. Looks to throw. Over the middle. Got a man wide open at the 20. It's Hill. And he gets hit and spins to the 19. He is a, you know, he's got deceptive, you know, speed a little bit. Because he can get down the field vertically. And what a compliment he's been for their offense this year already. Transfer and, from Lures. And he has instincts to oh. find kind of open yeah. open space. Very smooth. Very, yeah. like you said. Kind of arches that route a little bit to create space. Drop back Sullivan looking. Corner fade for Hafner in the end zone. It's incomplete. And there's a flag. Going to have another pass interference call against the Bishop Dwinger Saints. This one's going to be half the distance from the 19. It'll be first and goal for Carroll. They just threw it up deep back pylon. And, you know, they could argue maybe that wasn't a catchable ball because it was out of bounds, but they're going to assess the penalty. I think that's what maybe the coaching staff from Bishop DeWanger is questioning, that the ball was not in the field of play, and therefore... And by rule and theory, you don't have a catchable ball, so therefore you can't have pass interference. But these are judgment calls. First and goal. Nope. Well, yes. I was going to say they're still holding the first down stick. Here's a handoff up the middle. Boy, that was Dwenger just blowing everybody up. They hit Sullivan as he handed it off. They hit the running back just about the time he was getting to the line of scrimmage. There's no gain at all. And, you know, I'm looking, and I guess it is second down. They had first down and about six inches to go when they marched off the half the distance penalty. So it is second down and about a foot to go with the ball at the 10. Well, I tell you, they just, they have blown the gaps and everything. Shotgun snap for the right hash, three receivers to the left, one to the right. And Sullivan will look to throw from the pocket. Here comes pressure. He scrambles to the right, throws to the end zone, and incomplete outside the outstretched arms of Jaden Hill in the end zone. He tried to lay out and get it, but it's incomplete. And it will bring up a third down and about a foot to go. And you'd expect this is where they'll go to the Wildcat. 
but I tell you, he took a heck of a shot. And uh, Pelkington was the one that delivered it. My goodness. It is the Wildcats. Steely has come in. He will get the snap. And you got to expect Steely, the one to carry it. He's in the backfield with Starks, the running back over his shoulder. Shotgun snap. They need a yard. Steely on a sweep to the left. Lead block. Yeah. Here comes a flag. And Steely continues to stay on his feet all the way to the end zone. Touchdown, but a hole that's wow. going to come back. And uh, once again, that, that play looked like the one he broke for 60 yards, but he ran it to the left side where Starks, the running back, gets in front of him and gets a little bit of a block as he goes through the hole. And I will say this, Shannon, Steely is a guy who knows how to follow the block yeah, because yeah. he goes right behind the hip of Starks. He sets his blockers up well. Yeah, and that time he took it for 10 yards into the end zone, but it's going to come back. And now that's a huge penalty. You go from third and a foot to go, and you would have had a touchdown. And now with the holding penalty, it is third down and 11 to go with the ball back at the 20-yard line. Shotgun snap, Sullivan. Big third down here. Drop back, Sullivan. Looking, throwing for the end zone for Hafner in the end zone. Touchdown, Hanson Hafner. The right side of the end zone. Hafner makes the catch. Chargers extend their lead. It's 25 to nothing. What a throw and catch and just perfect, perfect one-on-one 50-50 ball that they came down with for the touchdown. First time tonight, we've got the flashing lights here at Carroll. With a minute 16 remaining in the third quarter, Carroll starting to get some separation. They lead it 25 to nothing, and they will line up to go for two from the left hash. Shotgun snap for Sullivan. He'll roll to the right. Look, pump fake. Keep rolling. Here comes the pressure. He throws back corner of the end zone over everyone's head and incomplete. So the two-point try, no good, but it's still a 25-0 Carroll lead over the Bishop Dwingers Saints. 116 left, third quarter, and this is the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The PSM Performance Edge program is here to help athletes reach the next level. It's a high-intensity, personalized training program built for athletes who want to be the best. Whether you're making the jump to high school athletics or have dreams of playing your sport in college and the pros, the Edge is the athletic development program to get you there. Over 150 athletes have decided to put in the work to reach the next level with the Edge program. Call us at 260-266-4007 to schedule your free one-on-one consultation. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Snyder has built a 42-21 lead over the Homestead Spartans. That game now moves to the fourth quarter. Here at Carroll, it's the Chargers 25-0 over Bishop Dwanger. Saints playing since late in the second quarter without their starting quarterback, Sam Campbell. He had to be helped to the sideline, putting no weight on his right leg. It did not look good. And so you've got sophomore Braxton Burmis that has run the Saints offense here in the third quarter. And it's been a struggle for Bishop Dwanger. That ball's kicked out of the end zone by Lopez once again. So the Saints start at the 20-yard line, first and 10. 
And I don't know how much you want to open the playbook here. It's really not a good position for Bishop Twenger to be in, needing multiple scores with yeah. just over a quarter left to be played and having a backup quarterback, a sophomore, in the game. Yeah, you, right now I think he's going to try to basically get, let's steal, you know, steal and Tipman and those guys try to get some carries, or at least that's what I would be thinking here late with a 25-0 lead and, and really trying to get, you know, get out of this one. First and 10, ball at their own 20, drop back, Burmis looking, looking, now we'll lob it. Far sideline, hangs in the air a long time, but did the catch get made? No, it's wide of the sideline and incomplete. He actually got the ball there at about the right spot, but it just hung yeah. a little too much, but that was right behind the corner and before the safety got there, but if he could have put a little more line on it, yeah. might have had a chance of completing it. Yeah, you, you're right. It never really kind of turned over in air and kind of hung up there. And that light, uh, Steely was able to get over there and get a hand on it, too. Mermis drops, throws. Quick little curl on the outside wide receiver on the right side out to the 22-yard line. That's almost a minimal gain. Even though the pass is completed, it gains only two yards. So it's third down and eight now for the Saints. Last 50 seconds of the third quarter. Drop back from the right hash. Burmis looks to throw, does, far sideline, double coverage, and incomplete. He tried to get it to C.J. Davis, and everywhere Davis has gone tonight, there's been two blue jerseys. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones I'm sure in the meetings on Saturday they said, uh, I think we need to first look to stop this guy and put two on him. But, you know, I like what I see mechanically out of this young sophomore, so... They've got some things to work upon with him in the event that Campbell is not able to return next week. Punting situation for the Saints from their own 22. It's fourth down and eight. Moran will line up to kick it. It's a good snap. Kick is away. Again, a low line drive. Bounces off the hands of Steely. He goes back and jumps on it at his own 37-yard line. Well, that time they dropped a little deeper and then had to scramble up to try to catch it. Steely bent over, tried to catch somewhere around his shins, and it went right off his hands, but he was the only man back there to go jump on it. So it turns out to actually be a, a pretty, pretty good kick. I mean, you've got 41 yards out of that punt with no return. I think he'll take a net of 41 every time. 33.7 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Carroll leading at 25 to nothing with the football. Four wide, two each side. Ball on the right hash, and Nate Starks lines up over the right shoulder of quarterback Jimmy Sullivan. Sullivan wait, waits for the shotgun snap. It's a good one. He'll hand it to Starks, immediately bouncing it wide left. Got a good block from the wide receiver. 50, 40. No, it's a sprint. 30, 20, and wrapped up inside the 20-yard line at the 15. C.J. Davis won the game. Uh, Touchdown-saving tackle. That is a 48-yard run by Nate Starks. On that sweep, they've been running it all night, and finally Starks broke one. We saw Steely break one in the Wildcat earlier for 60 yards and a touchdown. That time Starks, the sophomore, boy, he had to see that end zone. His eyes were probably (laughs) getting big, but he had C.J. Davis coming from behind. 
And CJ's fast, just like Starks, but good job outside by the wide receivers that time on their blocks because that's what really well, enabled what a, him to break it. What amazed me was the wide receiver that was blocking on that far side had his man about 15 yards yeah. downfield. I mean, he got on him and just kept going. Looked like Quentin Nelson at wide receiver. <laughs> it is the end of the third quarter here at Carroll. The Chargers comfortably over the Bishop Dwinger Saints, 25 to nothing. We head to the fourth quarter next on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. A halfback pass to start our fourth quarter by Carroll. They threw it to Starks. He rolled out to the right and then fired to the back of the end zone. And the Saints recover and knock it away from Hanson Hafner, who had gotten behind the defense. But again, the throw was a little late. And the Saints were able to catch, catch up to Hafner and knock it away. Incomplete pass. It's second down and 10 for Carroll at the Bishop Dwinger 15-yard line. We start our fourth quarter with Carroll leading it 25 to nothing. Yeah, that was a nice little play there by the defensive back, getting back and making a play there to knock it out of the hands. Ball on the left hash, two receivers each side with a single back. Here comes the blitz. Sullivan throws, and it's completed on the near sideline. Hirschberger with the catch at the five. Or is that? Yeah, that's Hirschberger at the five-yard line. Now, that's ten yards. Let's just see where they put the ball when they get it to the hash mark. They put it right at the five. It is first and goal for the Carroll Chargers trying to add to a 25 to nothing lead. Nice throw. Yeah, it was. Tight window on the sideline, and Sullivan drilled it right into the hands of Hirschberger. From the left hash, two receivers right, two to the left, hand off to Starks, finds a nice gap, off right tackle, to the end zone, touchdown, Nate Starks. And the Chargers go up 31 to nothing. From five yards out, Nate Starks, his second touchdown of the year. It's got to make you feel good as a running back, Shannon, because so often this Carroll offense gets it inside the five, and Starks <laughs> has to take a seat for guys like Steely and yeah. Dylan Bennett in that power run formation. This time, Starks was able to get a hole and sprinted five yards into the end zone, and now the Chargers will try for two. Trip receivers to the wide side right. And Sullivan fakes the handoff. Here comes the pressure off the edge, and Sullivan gets sacked. That is Christian Lozada came off the edge and made the sack of Sullivan on the two-point try. 31 to nothing. 11-26 still to be played here at Carroll High School. It's the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians, and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 21 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Well, one side of it, with a 31 to nothing score, we think the audience might shrink. But the advantage is there's a lot of people leaving the stadium right now that might be listening to the finish as they drive home. 31 to nothing. Carroll leading it over the Bishop Dwinger Saints. We've got your postgame scores coming up. The Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show live at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut right after this one's over. Here's the kick by Carroll. High kick, and it doesn't get to the end zone. Taken at the three-yard line. Up the middle of the field, dancing away from a tackler at the 20, and then finally swarmed over as he tried to bounce it wide to give him forward progress right to the 20-yard line. But uh, I think Brady O'Keefe might have made the mistake of trying to go horizontal against the pursuit of the Carroll Chargers team. And, you know, this this team just speed. Yeah. They've got some foot, real football players. I mean, you look at this defense, and, you know, a couple of guys we haven't even mentioned up front for this Carroll defense, Royce Jones, Ashton Pesetsky. Then you talk about the linebackers they've got with Anderson and Dylan Bennett. Yeah, Valdez and Steely, yeah, probably it, the best safety combination in the league. No question. They got, they've got they got 11 ball players on defense, that's for sure. Drop oh back, Burmis, and oh, did he get hit from the blind side? Huge hit. William Jeffries. Oh, my. William Jeffries. That kid is a sophomore. Hello. And he just blew up a fellow sophomore quarterback, Braxton Burmis, coming from the blind side. And the Saints quite lucky right now that they're not to their third quarterback because Burmis oh. took a big hit. Boy, he, he looked like he was shot out of the cannon. All the way back at the 12-yard line, a loss of eight. There's a throw to the far flat. It's caught by the wide receiver at the 18-yard line. They gave him forward progress to the 19. That makes up some of the yardage lost on that sack. But it's still going to be a third down and 11. Ten and a half minutes left to be played. Carroll leading 31 to nothing. Northside looks like they're going to get themselves another victory up 35 to 16 on Lures. Drop back and a throw near sideline. It's a wild throw, but Minix adjusts to it in the air and makes a nice catch across the 40. That's tough to beat some yeah. of those guys in the secondary, but that time Minix beat Michael Dierkman, a senior corner, who didn't get look back and see the ball, and Minix adjusted to an errant throw and made the catch. First down Saints throw. In the gap, and that's knocked away from the intended target at the Carroll 40-yard line. Looks like it might have been C.J. Davis he was trying to get it to, but again, Shannon, you can keep trying, but you're yeah. always going to have two blue jerseys that you've got to beat when you throw it to C.J. Davis. Yeah, no question. And I, you know, I think one of the things that they're trying to do here with the young quarterbacks, putting him in some pressure situations and really getting him, you know, indoctrinated. Here comes pressure, and down goes Burmis, a sack back at the 38-yard line. And there's Pesetsky. Yeah. We, you know, we, we hadn't called his name much, but uh, we get a chance here in the fourth quarter. Pesetsky with his fifth sack of the season. Nine and a half to play. Ball on the 38-yard line. Saints drop back. Burmis throws. It was almost picked off. That was Anderson again. Jumped the route and really 
had a chance to pick it off, and the ball was thrown high, which really is what avoided the interception. So it's fourth down and 14 to go with the ball back at the 38-yard line. And on comes the punting unit for the Bishop Langer Saints. You know, I get get that you want to put the young man in some positions and stuff, but at some point you got to get some clock off, you know, minutes off the clock as well. Pump formation from the right hash. Good snap, and the kick is away. This is a deep, spiraling kick taken at the 16-yard line. And rounding it around the right end, out across the 25, it's taken to about the 27-yard line. So that is uh, a 46-yard kick and a return out to the 27, where it'll be first and 10 for the Carroll Chargers. Braden Steely introduced himself to Mr. Lee that time. My goodness, what a hit. Chargers leading at 31 to nothing. 9-16 left here at Carroll. Chargers are going to improve to 5-0. Dwenger will leave here 3-2. I got a feeling Mr. Sullivan's night is done. Yes, it is. Ethan Springer is now in at quarterback so a junior. Ethan Springer, the backup for Carroll, who I misidentified as the backup for Dwenger earlier. He hands it off, and there's no gain there. It's actually a loss of about three yards. They put it back at the 24-yard line. So immediately, Carroll goes the other direction. With nine minutes and the clock running, we're in the fourth quarter. 31 to nothing, just shy of the running clock here. Yeah, and the parking lot's going to be thinned out for you tonight. You'll get over to the Pizza Hut at Kevin. Uh, over it. <laughs> There'll be a full restaurant with all the people leaving. I hope they make it over to the Pizza Hut. Pine Valley Pizza Hut, I mean. That's it. Drop back, a throw, and it's wide on the out route at the 27-yard line. Incomplete pass. Tried to find Cooper Rudolph, a 5'11", 175-pound senior. He's been quiet tonight. Yeah. Haven't found opportunities for Rudolph, who came into the game with 10 receptions and 93 yards in the first four games for Carroll. It is now third down, 13 to go, and they'll go safe. They hand it to the running back. He escapes the tackle of the backfield. Now the sprint to the near sideline. He's across the 35, out to the 37, and that's a good job of looking for the stick, and they're going to give him a first down. How about that little run? Who was that young man? 33, I believe, was the runner. Yeah, I mean, you you uh, don't have Starks back there, but Dewan Green, a sophomore running back. Of course, Nate Starks also a sophomore. Quarterback Jimmy Sullivan, a sophomore. They've got some talented skill position players in the sophomore class. And that kid showed some speed on the outside that time. So it is first and 10. They've got it out to the 38-yard line. Chargers with a 31 to nothing lead. Eight and a half minutes left. Low snap. Handled. And then the give to Green. Dewan Green will take it behind his right tackle and get across the 40 near the 41. A gain of about three on the first down carry by Dewan Green. Second down. About eight to go. Chargers start starting to... Plays some fresh bodies here in the fourth quarter with under eight minutes left. A 31 to nothing Carroll lead. 
Yeah, they're going to try to run some clock here and, you know, get some kids in there, get some experience, good for them. Springer at quarterback, Dewan Green, the back of the backfield, two receivers split each side. They'll give again to Green. Following the left side of the line, he tucks the pad level and works his way forward to about the 43, gaining two yards. It'll be third down, five to go for Carroll as our clock goes under seven and a half minutes left. Snyder in control, 49 to 21 over Homestead. After the game, all the final scores from the Pine Valley Pizza Hut. Join us in person. Adam Lundy and I will have your Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show coming up right after this one ends. Shotgun snap. Drop back Springer. Looks near sideline and incomplete. Got it too far out in front of his intended target, Julian Ritterheim. And the incomplete pass will set up a fourth down and five, and Carroll will punt the ball away. And on to punt is Dominic Dempsey, a junior kicker. According to Dylan Senna, Buchanan has 15 carries and 186 yards for the Panthers. Wow. High kick, not deep, but it will bounce at the 30 and roll inside the 25. All the way down to about the 22-yard line. First and 10 for Bishop Twanger with 6.49 to be played. It is a 31-0 Carroll lead. And now the Saints see how many new bodies we see on the field for Bishop Twanger. Well, if you want to look ahead, Bishop or Carroll in a couple of weeks will have to make the trip out to Homestead. Leo's up 28 to 21 over East Noble with 624 left in the fourth quarter. As Leo found their stride now under Coach Dorfler. First and 10 Saints drop back and a throw. Open. Minix, he makes the catch at the 32, hit at the 34. Nice gain of about 12 yards to Carter Minix, and it is a first down for Bishop Twanger as the clock goes down to 6 minutes and 41 seconds still left to be played. Nice throw there by the youngin. Drop back, looking left, throwing left into double coverage, and it's intercepted. Picked off. Nice move to escape a tackle at the 30. 25 trying to cross the field right to left. Now cuts it up in between the hash marks inside the 25 to the 22. Carroll interception. And we'll try to see if we can get a number. I think that was uh, uh, Dickerman, 15. Michael Dickerman. It's 15 or 35. It's 15, yep. yep. So it is a uh, interception by the senior, Michael Dierkman, with 6.20 left. And Carroll takes over at the Bishop Dwinger, 22. And once again, some of the backups in their offensive lead for Carroll with that 31 to nothing lead. Here's the handoff. They'll go to the running back. And we'll see because I think they might have a new running back who's, nope, is still DeWan Green. Green for a short carry. Gain of a yard. Second down, nine. Clock goes under, six minutes left. Now the young man threw into double coverage and 
bad things happen when that when that occurs. So they'll have some learning experiences for him tonight, that's for sure, to coach off of. From the 22-yard line, shotgun snap, handoff, Green trying to bounce it wide to the left, and the pursuit will catch up with him. He never turned it north and south. He got taken down after a three-yard loss back to the 25-yard line. You can't hesitate. If you're going to the edge, you've got to get to the edge. That time it looked like he was a little unsure looking for a spot to cut it upfield, and Dwenger took him down before he could turn the corner. That's a loss on the play on the carry by Dewan Green. It brings up a third down and about 13 to go. They need somewhere near the 12-yard line for first. They're at the 25. From the left hash, they'll just give it off. Green bouncing it to the right. Oh, cuts up the nice. hash marks. A nice cut inside the 20. Takes it to the 18-yard line. So it's a nice seven-yard pickup, but it's well short of the first down. So it's fourth down from the 18-yard line, long six to go. Clock at 4.30 and running here in the fourth quarter. I'll tell you, that young man. Chargers a little unsure what they want to run here with a fourth and six at the 18. They may 15 in the play clock. They all look at wristbands. And now they put trip receivers to the wide side left. Play clock down to five, and they still a little, seem a little unsure. Down to three, down to two. There's the snap, and it's a give. Green avoided a tackle in the backfield. Green stays on his feet inside the 15. He's not going to get to the first down stick. Could have gone down for a loss, but he did get it to the 15. Gained three yards, but he needed three more, and that will turn it over on downs to the Bishop Winger Saints. Green being a sophomore, boy, he's going to have a chance to be a good player. So, Carroll's got some youngins coming up the pipeline as well. So, the Saints send their offense onto the field. First and 10 from the 15. Roll out to the right, looking to throw. Does almost intercept it again. Burmis hit just as he unloaded it near the sideline and kind of threw it in no man's land where a couple of the Carroll Chargers had a hand on it, including Sam Frissinger, sophomore linebacker, as uh, Carroll's gone to the second unit. Second down, 10. Here comes pressure up the middle, and there's a tackle for a half-yard loss. Not much there. Tipman with the carry. It's going to be a third down and 11. Drop back in the pocket, looking to throw near sideline. Hangs one wide of the sideline, incomplete. Minix. Had tight coverage all the way down the sideline. Good job by Carroll's Tanner Marker, or rather uh, Graham Wiedenhofer, the defensive back, a senior, getting a chance to earn some time on the field here in his final year of high school football. 
31 to nothing. Our score, 332 left on fourth down and 11. Dwenger's going to have to punt. Moran stands at the goal line. Low snap. He handles it. Short kick. Didn't get this one very well. It bounces at the 36. Crosses the sideline near midfield. They got a nice roll out of it, but still just a 36-yard kick. Right at the 50. Right at midfield. First and 10 for Carroll. Chargers lead it 31 to nothing. Next week, road trip up to Kendallville. Yeah. I've got a big surprise coming on the Sports Rush this Friday. Uh-oh. Huge surprise. And we'll tell you what it is on Monday's edition of the Sports Rush. Suspenseful. I won't be able to sleep. It is sleep. huge. Huge. Next Friday. Helicopter. Plan on listening to the Sports Rush. You're going to let us all join you in the helicopter? <laughs> can't tell you. Can't give you a hint. Handoff and swallowed up at the backfield, thrown down. Dewan Green suffers about a four-yard loss. His stats aren't going to look too good. A lot of it not his fault, but uh, he goes down for a loss back at his own 46. A negative four-yard play, second down and 14 for the Chargers. The Panthers have handled the Spartans their second loss back-to-back. So the Spartans go to two losses in conference. You've got to think, especially with Carroll winning this game, the two losses out of contention. Yeah, oh yeah. And Snyder, who's now the survivor along with Carroll that has one loss or less, Snyder doesn't have the tiebreaker against the Chargers, so it's almost like two games back with just one loss. There's a nice run by Green. He did a good job of shifting away from a couple of would-be tacklers and got back out to midfield so he made up the ground he lost and even got a positive yard to the Saints 49 well, just the, about down to our last two minutes here at Carroll 31 nothing Chargers Spartans can be a little bit of a spoiler for the Chargers to prevent them from maybe going undefeated during the regular season but that will be de- to determine as they take it one game at a time Snyder still has Dwenger on their schedule. Here is a option. They'll give it to the running back. And again, Green, without much running room, tried to get wide right. And he might have given that yard that was positive right back. It's back at the midfield at the 50. He lost a yard on that play. And now the last minute 40 ticking away. The Chargers are going to have to punt on fourth down and 10. Well, once again, for those of you in the traffic jam trying to escape Chargers Stadium, (laughs) don't forget we're at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut tonight just down the road. Stop by, have some pizza, maybe some pasta or some wings. It's the perfect post-game destination, your hometown Pizza Hut restaurant, and the live broadcast of the Indiana Physical Therapy post-game show coming up right after this game. Hey, the Leo Lions have defeated East Noble 28-21. Here's the punt. It bounces at the 10 and kind of takes a sideways bounce and then curls back to the 13-yard line. So a 37-yard kick. And on comes Bishop Dwenger's offense. 57 seconds remaining. And the Saints, I think, uh, after tonight, one of the big concerns is going to be the health and status of Sam Campbell, their starting quarterback, who left this game in the second quarter with what appeared to be a potentially significant leg injury. 
He was escorted off the field, putting no weight on his one leg, had the knee bent and the foot off the ground as he was assisted by the athletic training staff. Handoff up the middle, no running room there. That might be a loss. Now just back to the line of scrimmage, no gain. So it's second down and 10 with 45 seconds. We'll have one more play in this game. But certainly for the Saints moving forward, Campbell's status could be a key, especially once you look ahead to postseason, because remember, they've got Northside perhaps in that sectional. And Northside knocked off the Saints, handed them their first loss, and then the Saints suffer their second loss here tonight. There's a fumbled snap. It's picked up by... Burmis, but he's going to be wrapped up and dropped back at the 13 or 14 yard line. They'll give him forward progress to the 15. That's generous. Loss of about three, and that will tick the clock down to zero. Still on top, all alone. The Carroll Chargers improved to 5 0. Only undefeated team in the SAC. They win it over Bishop Dwenger 31 to nothing. Of course, last year, the Chargers' defense was a shutout machine. They had five shutouts last season. They get one tonight against Bishop Dwenger. And a solid effort all around for the Carroll Chargers. We've still got plenty left with your Friday night of high school football coverage. Not only a full scoreboard coming your way from the Pine Valley Pizza Hut, but also Shannon Griffith with a recap on this one. Our final score here at Carroll, the Chargers 31, Bishop Dwenger nothing on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.